Hockey Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty snaps! A magnificent goal! Darren McCarty! Show that play. Larry on up, Shanahan back in. I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Hell yeah, that work in progress is back. You know it is. It's a Wednesday night, June 19th, 7.08 p.m. This is Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Joined, as always, by Mr. Perry Vellucci, and I would have been on time if Perry's bladder would not have uh, backed up. And I mean, how long was that leak you just took? Like, seriously, did you count it? I was out looking for the piece for the phone. Is that what you were doing? That's what I was doing. Okay, I thought you got lost in the bathroom there. I was going to say, that was a record. Dude. Oh, yeah. No, that would have been if, if that was oh, what I was doing. Jesus. I would agree with you. I thought yeah. I lost you. I was going to say I've heard of guys falling in the toilets before, but <laughs> how you doing today, Per? I'm doing good, Mac. How, you? how about you? I'm doing good. Joined by Perry Vellucci, as always. Back on the ones and twos, I think... Uh, I thank I sort of thank Mike Walters from the Detroit cast for joining uh, last, last <laughs> week on Thursday. Um, Acting like himself. Uh, apologize again to my listeners here on Grind Time. But uh, with that, what was our winner's name, Perry? Brittany Briggs, I believe. Brittany Briggs. From the Eisenhower oh, Center. Right, from the Eisenhower Center. Look forward to tomorrow night here at the, at the Radio for One Studios because it is a Detroit cast. Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Uh, family. What up, fam event, I guess you could say, as our other fan member uh j chris newberg and heroin as a new publicist or a new dealer as i like to call it but it's not it um was saying is uh we're gonna have uh catered uh food uh we're gonna watch the russian five movie and then we're gonna do a special uh little uh half hour q a or uh see what see what the people thought because they haven't seen it Brittany said last week she hadn't seen it yet so uh speaking of <clears throat> people that have uh been, I, I watched it again, so I've officially seen it five times now. I'm just saying, and I'll six will be tomorrow, and I still find new things, right? Oh, to, yeah. So you'll see it tomorrow, Perry. It'll third, be third time. Third time tomorrow. Bam Bam. You saw it, didn't you? Thumbs up from Bam Bam, guys. Yeah. Thumbs up. And, and if you know Bam Bam at all, um, if it has nothing to do with wrestling or sneakers or, you know, a- anything Jerseys. fun, golf maybe uh you know he's not really that interested i mean yeah i mean he'll you know he'll suffice it but for him to give the thumbs up and for him to even say that his boy who even knows less hockey or cares less about hockey loved the movie because that just tells me that not only is he the right person at doing what he's doing right now for me uh, it makes me feel better but it's also too is that no it, in all seriousness that's what the film's all about that's the common sense it's the hockey's the subject but it's not the story the life is the story now everybody you can uh not take my word for it because you can go anywhere you can di- get digital media which is on demand uh hulu amazon 
whatever whatever you find and rent it for five bucks and it'll be the best five dollars you ever spent instead of going to you know uh, buying that expensive coffee or that can of chew you know if you're saying it like me don't buy that can of chew make that one chew can last a little bit longer and watch the movie because you'll do something for your soul it, you know what I like about it, Mac? It's educational. So, I mean, sit down with your kids. Get your 20-year-old kids that weren't around to see it and know at that time, but sit with there and watch that movie. And there's so much history, not just about hockey, but just the, the country well, at the time. And here's everything. the thing. And if, you, if, if you're skeptical or if you're not, watch it by yourself. Watch it, watch it with somebody who lived through that um, if you don't fully understand uh, that that's the greatest thing to this day perry is that people come up there so here's an example um playing in the meyer uh event with angela stanford that uh we won me dan paul pat peak uh greg stefan um and angela stanford six times solheim cup i mentioned that but i was standing there uh outside the clubhouse before the round and one of the waitresses and she had to be 17 18 years old was like literally like it, it was as if i'd expect it out of a 50 year old person that you know but to see her and and i was like well she's too young to realize that i mean like what is lexi thompson behind me or something <laughs> like that i mean it's not me and she came up and she said mr mccarty i'm this the biggest fan. and she went on and she that the immediately raised by great parents and <laughs> you know but but has that ability that it was like you know i asked her she's she's she was a diehard but it come it comes from so many different places nowadays that that's my pure enjoyment is to go out and just to let people experience it because once they do they'll go back to wherever they were if they were 10 if they were 15 20 30 it's something to share and it's also got a huge purpose. And if you don't know anything about me, Darren McCarty, or anything I talk about here at Grind Time with Darren McCarty, what you do know is I have a firm belief in faith and about following your path, but also trusting that you know the, the path will be uh, open to you or uh, the direction you're supposed to go. And sometimes you fall down, you got to get back up, as I always preach on here. But... It, it doesn't matter because it's all a learning process. You make mistakes, you learn from it. You you have some losses, you learn from it. Everything it makes you better. That because I how many times have I said it, Perry? If we don't lose in '95, I don't think we I win for. You know, we might win a couple, but we don't learn the lesson along the way. With the Russian five, there's the lesson to be learned there, and there's also the lesson to remind yourself because we've gone through. When you go through like a lapse for the last ten years. Not because we haven't won cups, but just because even when we weren't winning cups and even when we lost in the first round to LA or Edmonton, you still had a team that could win. You lost in the first round, but you had a team that could win the cup, right? You haven't had there, you yeah. haven't had a team here that you just say you say that their high point is making the playoffs. I don't care what you say. As a fan, I'm gonna cheer, but they're not on the top of my list. You know, like the, it's not the number one to my excitement level where it's must see TV. Now, that's where it changed. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And when Shawnee B gets here and we get into the draft talk and the hockey talk, um, that's what it is. It's what part of this draft is. This would be, uh, to me, it's, it's one of those stamps, one of those 
pivotal pillar moments is is this draft and not because of who it is but how it's built so stevie stevie eisman if anybody had to hear him talk about the draft is when you hear somebody real you know this draft is more heavy of second and third rounders fourth rounders which means role players if you that's what everybody at home if you hear uh, you know like a second i was a second rounder so from from that it's your role guys and you'll get you're not going to get the gems like you're going to get the datsuks or the holmstroms or guys late in the draft now you're going to get those top guys but all the top guys everybody's seen it's just who falls to you there it's the second third fourth rounders especially in hockey especially these days are so much more apparent and it's you're going to get a feel I want everybody to understand is you're going to get a feel of the direction Stevie's going to go. Is he going to solidify the D first? Is he going to go for size? Is he going to go for speed? Is he going to look for talent? Are you look cuz that'll I'm interested because I although I won't know, but I can speculate and speculate on the path that he's trying to go. Now the one thing is is that he's going to hold his cards tight to his vest. But everybody on his inner circle and everybody behind the scenes that needs to know will know exactly what the plan is. You know, and, and to me, that's all you want to have if you're gonna spend money and you're gonna, you know, give your blood, sweat, and tears and and you know, late nights and and sacrifice hours of sleep with little kids and having to work at six in the morning. Well, you know what? You better have something given back to you. And 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 that's the culture, the effort, the direction, you know, and it's in the right hands. So that it all ties, don't like back to what I was saying. It all ties in. It's the movies out at the right time, right? Stevie's back. It's the well, that's perfect what, that's what... storm is coming. We know it. I'm telling you out there, you don't have to be in Michigan. You don't have to be in Detroit. You can be anywhere in the world or I've been watching a lot of that uh, unidentified uh, UFO stuff, dude. We got to get, I got to call this Lou, dude. I mean, this guy, I'm watching his history. It's unbelievable, man. And they, you heard about that, right? Yeah, I did. I they, did. they let the sightings go. And I mean, of course there is. Tic Tacs flying all over and stuff. Unbelievable, Joe. So, man, <laughs> I just, just go back to the Russian Five real quick. So, what you're saying is when people watch it and they see how this that team was being built and how it was structured and how it came along, you think that'll bring enthusiasm to the people that have watched that movie and, and get that they're going to be more interested to see how Stevie does it too and be a part of it? Well, I think that there's a, could be more of an understanding of, of what you need, and it doesn't have to not nationalities but styles of players and different leaderships and how I think what you really understand by seeing the movie is not the hockey part of it because that's the It's how everything, the relationships in the locker room, behind the scenes, how they are intertwined in different ways, no matter where you were from and stuff. And the only re the reason that we won is because we went we through thick and thin, highs and lows, stuck with each other, pulled the rope, as they say, just to say everybody ropes, everybody rides, you know, like and and nobody, no matter how much you could hang on if you're bob rose that has the biggest hand grip strength ever i think he almost broke the machine up at training camp right you know to you know to to somebody else it doesn't matter you you meant as much and it's with the relationships and you realize that because 
the highest of highs and winning to the lowest of lows and almost losing a brother to 22 years later. And as I've said, to have him sing the song and put him in his happy place when he watches the movie, what else do you want? So I think it's more of an understanding of moving forward is because I don't, I think the secret to success in anything is the people, right? And they got to believe if you believe for one common goal, that's when you can accomplish some things. And, and more times than not, you're not going to succeed, but it's what you learned along the way is the most valuable part. Let's, uh, do you know, uh, Last Monday was 30 years ago for the Red Wings, the 1989 draft. Do you remember all those guys that were drafted that year? Is that Primo's year? No, Mike Sillinger went first. Silly went first. Silly, that, yes. Uh, we got to give him a call, dude. I'll get in the yeah, get in and that then, suitcase. Then there was a guy, uh, and we took uh, Sergey Fedorov. He was fourth round. Uh, Who was he, second? He was, Go through the draft because I want to know. I'm, I'm trying to so pull So Mike that Sillinger, off. here's a story about Mike Sillinger. Mike Sillinger is is was one of the guys that took me under his wing when I went into the minors and when I came up to Detroit, made it my first year. I lived next door to him. He was like a, a big brother. Uh, top got me into golf. Um, he fought one of the best teammates you'll ever get, and that's you know that's why he's so valuable. That's why he uh, he uh, played for twelve teams. But uh, <laughs> wow. yeah, exactly, yeah, wow. exactly. But he's a commodity and one of the funniest guys that you'll know. Um, and always, always a great guy. And th- these are, these are the important guys, you know, coming through. So who else? Lidstrom? Nick. Yes. What? Nick went, Nick went in the third overall, Nick, but you know why? Round, in the third round. Because Nick Lidstrom was probably six to, uh, about 110 pounds back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he, uh, then he had Sergey. uh, Sergey went, um, uh, he went uh, fourth round, number 74. See, here's the whole thing, too, when Sergey went also, too, is that Pavel Bure, there's a lot of the Russians. Pavel Bure was touted as the best Russian, and no, Jimmy D went with Sergey. So uh, there, there, there's the deck. And then Vladi. In second round, second round, Bobby Bugner. Oh, Bugs, that was yeah. my first first roommate, uh, okay. Windsor native. Uh, and, and, then, uh, and then in the sixth round, another guy that helped, Dallas Drake. Oh, Dolly, dude. Yeah, I played I with Dolly my draft. first year. Then he went away, and then he came back, and we won a cup. He's uh, he's living up The old goat. Time. That's what Ozzy called you, old goat. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, living in uh, Traverse City. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Vladdy won in the, the 11th round. Yeah. Yeah. Too yeah, but, but, but again, he, I, when you the realize movie. the movie and what it is, you realize what a big move it was to to take Sergey in the fourth round, but you're never thinking you're going to get it. And, you know, with Vladdy, you got to remember, it's communism at the time. It's Cold War, Iron Curtain, whatever like this. These guys are soldiers in the military. There's They could, you know, capital be put to death or their families for, for there's a lot of bad stuff that could go on. You have to see the movie, The Russian Five. We'll be watching it here tomorrow night, and uh, we'll be going probably FaceTime Live. I would probably think around 8 o'clock after the movie's done. Yeah. Um, no, that's going to be really good. Yeah. Oh, so Perry, uh, eventful weekend, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, uh, so as everybody knows here, uh, Perry is not only, uh, the, the co-host <laughs> of grind, <laughs> whatever time. you want to oh. call, whatever <laughs> you want to call me. I don't care. Uh, I, whatever uh, you want to call me. Where am I, I wore him out, bam, bam. Uh, no, the co-host of this show, he also will, will 
provide safety to and fro any uh, event you might want to have libations or stuff like that. In other words, he's a driver for Rockstar's Limousine. There's your plug, Reitz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know the phone number? No, I don't. Okay. okay. No. 1 800 Rockstars. Rockstar, don't forget yeah, that with a Z. Rockstars. Rockstars yeah. Limousine. It's in Brighton? Uh, Plymouth. Plymouth. Yeah, Rockstars all over. Limousine. Yeah, we're all over. They're all yeah. over. Check yeah. them out. You might get Perry. You can request Perry. Perry, you actually. Oh, yeah. You're, you've right. actually become a fan favorite in the <laughs> chauffeur. And, yeah. and not only because of your demeanor. And if everybody does, doesn't know, Perry is the guy with the smile that the ladies love. <laughs> all the ladies love McCool. All the ladies, <laughs> not just one, all of them. Anyways, but you also, because you have actually been driving for three months now, two no, months? Yeah, almost two months. Two yeah. months? Yeah. What happened Saturday? Uh, with, yeah, I think, was it Saturday, Thursday? I don't even remember. But yeah, coming back from the Seeger concert, I had two couples from Celine. And uh, as soon as we got on the 75 heading back, saw two cars coming northbound the other way and get tangled up and then came to the median Hit the hit the median, dirt kicking up. Hit the guardrail, flipped the one flipped, and just boom right into the side of us. I mean, did, uh, did that, how how fast did this all happen? Oh, uh, in a blink of an eye. I mean, literally, I can see now how you can. Yeah, it, it flashes so fast. It was, so what? Like, so did, we were lucky. Did you, uh, did, was there a moment there that you were like, "This might be it"? Or no, no, oh, it was no. Never it, like it just that? happened so fast. Literally, Mac, it's like it's like when you know you're gonna get checked. Yeah, you got to get boards. You just yeah, you you know what's gonna happen. Did you? Did, so, where did they? Where did the car hit? It hit us on the side, completely on the side. Driver's side. The driver's side between the two wheels, which is where where three of the people were sitting, hit them from behind. They didn't see it. The other person saw it at the last second. I saw it the whole time. Uh, it dented in my door. All it, it didn't even move us. This car is built so strong; it's unreal. It looked like just scratches, no dents. Um, it's built like a tank. Thank God, nobody was hurt. Um, that's a great. I mean, it, let's it was, stop, it stop right there. But that's great to hear. You know, like that the fact that the a limousine, which because let's talk about it right here, okay? Um, being part of one of the, the worst limo accident. Um, yeah, that didn't cost somebody their life. Right to right, you, you so you're the responsibility, and the fact that if the car was built better, if you know, there's a lot of things that happen, but there's things that happen in life. Split second, you never, you never know. But the the fact that everybody was okay, got oh, check, got yeah. checked out, but yep, yep, I was able to, you know, uh, Eric, our owner, came and brought, you know, we got the navigator. Air Crease number two, Red Wing alumni. Yes, and we, we drove, so we were able to get them home. They were very thankful, um, you know, and there was nothing I did. I mean, I just, you know. Well, there's nothing just you could do. No, exactly. I mean, I just, it was complete blessing. Incredible, incredible. So that was the other night. Then I've got a, uh, FaceTime my son and daughter-in-law. They're over in Italy. What are they doing over there? Uh, just a vacation they planned a year ago. They planned a, so, so they, Italy and Croatia. Good, so, they didn't go to the Dominican. We didn't. No, have to no, thank God, plans. no, no. So, uh, so what were they, they doing did, over there? Uh, just vacation, and they did a gender reveal for their. They're expecting their first child in November, and uh, the Vellucci name's going to be carrying on. Oh, so, Bambino. Boy. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's where you get. You just you just bless your, yourself. You go, God, thank God. You know, we survived this. Everybody's all right, and now I got this great thing happening in my life. I can't wait to, you know, meet a grandson. And and then uh, and then last night I took a lovely group of twelve women from Davison down to LCA for the new kids on the block, uh, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany thing. And so I stroll in. Uh, I stroll into the pet practice rink. You know, I know the people there, and 
where we, we the alumni skate and that. So I go down. I'm down at the bottom, standing outside the locker room, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, heads up! Uh, some scooters are going to be coming by." Really? And I'm like, "Okay, this. You know, I, I'm thinking this is probably new kids on the block." And sure enough, here they come. So I pull my video out, and this is what we got. See, look at wait, look at you before you play this because <laughs> this is Perry's all proud, and he showed me this, and we I, put no, it in the garage. Was... No, but Perry, no. In all seriousness, you always think I'm busting balls, but I'm not busting balls because I'm saying the fact that now, because it's sort of the learned in the last year that that we have to be the that you have to be that person. I got to get better at it, but to catch moments like this because I'll let you see this now. Who's it now? Okay, play it, Av. Yeah, so this, this is, uh, yeah, the new kids on the block, they're on scooters getting ready to go out. So if you can't see this, the new kids on the block take scooters out and they're. they're yeah, they're coming down the hallway. Great the white unis they still have from the 90s. Here comes Donnie Wahlberg, jacked oh, up. Jesus, Donnie. <laughs> How's it going, man? Hey, is AJ going, back there? Who? AJ. AJ, who? Amy, Amy's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he, in I just texted him. Does he play here with you guys? Yeah, he, he coaches here. Oh, I know he, he trains. trains. Yeah. I didn't know he trains here. Yeah, yeah he's in the audience. That's, That's why I know. I just texted him because I'm like, I think they're coming back after the show. Are they? Cool. Yeah. Good. I thought you were talking about AJ from oh, the Backstreet Boys. I said, oh, no, yeah, the yeah, wrong yeah, band. Yeah. Well, That's right. Right. Yeah. That would be Perry, though. See, Donnie, that, yeah, I, that's what I said. He does right. know you because he probably was. Yeah, right I never now. met him, and he You're just pulled right, he pulls right up to me on the scooter. I'm holding the camera. You, just, you do know his, well, his his, his sister-in-law. Yes. Yeah, Amy uh, is, is Jenny McCarthy's yeah, sister. And she's dating AJ that we know, uh, the goalie coach. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it was just. No, it's funny, Perry, how <laughs> things funny, happen. Yeah, but right? obviously, that, that's cool to be able to see that, that everybody else in the world, even Donnie Wahlberg knows, <laughs> that, you know, you almost parried it. You almost <laughs> parried it. See, what did I have this? What did I want to touch on? Well, how was golf uh, yesterday? Uh, yesterday played yeah. at Wingate, um, which is the home of Sergey Samsonov. Who's a great golfer uh, for the Red Wing sponsors? Um, Olympia Entertainment uh, for the Sweet Holders and stuff was a great, great time, great day. Um, man, if you don't hit it in the right spots on that course, like on the putting greens, like you, you, you're just so defensive putting all day. Like I told, I asked Sergey, I said, "How long did it take you to realize, you know, where you hit it is bad?" Sometimes he said, "Like two, three years." And this is like a, you know low handicap guy saying that so <laughs> it was fun um you know i didn't i wasn't i was gonna say how i was you, below average were you okay i was i was i was below did you roll average. the ball well at i all? i did and then i started messing around i went from speed <laughs> to ricky to you know like hey by the way out there guys let me tell you this is the way to play golf you pick a golfer you try to hit a shot if it's a good shot you pick the right golfer if it's a bad shot, you picked the wrong golfer. It's not your fault. <laughs> Sometimes I had to inform Perry this. Bam, bam. When, when you might you have get... to pick a girl because <laughs> they're better than you are anyways. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so, Bam, bam, when you golf with him, he, <laughs> he, he, he takes <laughs> different swings. I'm like, what the hell was – I'm trying Ricky Fowler today. And I'm going, well, get rid no, of Ricky. Yeah. You know, he, is that like trying out new sticks? I mean, you're. Yeah, you're, it's just like because, I, Perry, you want to know why? Because until I start practicing, I'm not serious. Until the weather starts yeah. getting nice, I'm not serious. You know the way that I yeah, work. Oh, yes, absolutely. So I'll take a little bit of, of different things. I'm, uh, 
what I really need to do is I need somebody to email me at dmac at darrenmccarty.com uh, to let me know who's who um, golfing-wise out there because I'm looking for somebody to work with and I'm looking for, you know, to, to put in to – I have a few-year plan I want to work on, but I, I'm tired of doing the same stuff and I want to, you know, at least – I think I know enough about the golf swing now to be able to uh, – uh, implement it. I'm one of those people that if you show me, I can I copy it. You're watching YouTube or something, and you're going out and trying to hit like Spieth, like me in the backyard no, no, trying to shoot like Jordan. Yeah. You're, oh, you're putting. I thought your swing. Well, it's some, no, no, it's some my Ricky swing. Like not as far as them, but you see how he no, lays but it you're off. trying to emulate. I'm it. trying to lay it off so that I can get more power. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Then But you're but, doing this on the course, not practicing. <laughs> Both. I do it all over, he's dude. I'll go I'll go every different gra- I'm a I'm a total feel I don't it's whatever I feel. Like the shot. Like I mean it'll be a So what yards. you see Pat LaFontaine swing a hockey stick, you're gonna try to do that? No, no. he's a hockey player. <laughs> well that's bro. what I'm saying, but in hockey well, why you wouldn't would I do that. Pick- yeah, no, but that's no. hockey's different than golf. He's Pick crazy. a golfer, bro. He's, he's, oh, yeah. Dustin, you, you swing like him? Well, you Cock tried those it. hands I back? Not, I tried, but it, that's not my my thing. It's like some guys are easier than others. Like Fred Funk, Corey Pavin, I'm right on because I hit it about as far as I do. <laughs> what about Cooch? Cooch is, I try the the hover. Do you hover your driver? No. See, Straight I don't either, but, I, but I'm but i starting to think about trying. You know who you <laughs> want to ask is my friend Joe. That's the golfer right there. Joe, are you the golfer? Ah, that's an offer right <laughs> there. A, yeah. Now, do you hover the driver? No. He's a no hover. Tell him to put that mic to his face. He he's he's good. Put your mic to your face, Joe. Put it. Eat it. Eat that mic, You're Joe. You're fine. Tell him about golf. What about golf? Are you are, are is Joe the is Joe the best golfer in your guys' group crew? No, 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 no. There's one or two better. Yeah. Oh, he so play, he's he top plays three. at a ten. Nice. But nice. he's got coaches and stuff. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What 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 is it? The smash factor? <laughs> that is important. Sure. Oh yeah! Oh the oh the. I oh, was telling him our our buddy has this thing that measures the smash factor. You know, no, what I'm I, I get it right. Yeah, the the yeah. So so anybody that you're talking about. So if you hear of uh, Dustin Johnson, um, the track man. Have you heard about this, Perry? Well, no. I yeah, haven't. but you've heard of the track man. So yeah. the, the, how did Dustin Johnson? You know what smash factor is, right, Joe? Yeah. Well, smash factor, angle of attack, lie angle, all this stuff. Oh, okay. There's three formulas: the, the angle of your club, the the smash factor is how solid you hit it, and whatever. And, and they can sit behind you with a a monitor, and then they can give you instant feedback, so you know if you're coming at it too steep, too flat, um, or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, the smash vector is important because it's helping you compress the ball. So you're gonna you're gonna get a lot better result in a lot of different ways just from compressing the ball. Oh, absolutely, the way it'll jump off of uh, the club and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it changes mm. your distances, it changes your spin, everything. You know, Matt, that's Matt my of... my my problem is is uh, my driver. I got the hockey swing, so 4,500 RPM. The ball, my ball backs up on the driver not on the wedge (laughs) that's a problem well there's a lot of like hockey players have an advantage over baseball players in 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 regard to golf swing like people people who are lifetime baseball players usually have a major problem swinging the golf club the right way right unless you're brandon edge is that right brandon Brandon can buy he's an athlete though 
Oh, yeah. Or a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. You're a professional athlete, too. No, it's just something that, you <laughs> A little know, bit of an advantage when you want to get When you want to get better. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, rate perfect time for the conversation. Hot off the substitute teacher desk at the Mitch Album Show on WJR 760 AM, Voice of the Great Lakes. It's Shawnee B. Isn't it funny, like Mac? The, the whole time you were are we playing, just continuing our conversation? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's go. No, you know what? It's funny. Uh, all those all those years, uh, the first few cups, the, it was all at seven sixty. Is it? It's yeah. kind of funny. I, I remember oh. the, hearing the stories from the boys. You guys going downstairs and bringing the cup down there and everything, and I, I just great times. Yeah, it is. Hey, uh, speaking of speaking of great times, uh, I have a special guest on the phone right now. Um, who also, we mentioned that the draft's coming up on Friday, but on Sunday, there's a very, very special uh, motorcycle ride going on over in Canada. My guest, uh, Danny Probert, how are you today? Hey, Mitzi, I'm good. Thanks. What's for up? Me on. 10, right? This Sunday? Number 10? It's, yeah, it's this Sunday, but it's number 9. Number 9, yeah. okay, I'm ahead of myself. That's all right. But it, a it's little bit. Still, number, number ten. You have to come back for number ten next year for sure. I want all the road captains back. That's a great. That's a great plan. Done. So, um, obviously, uh, every year be, it be in the ninth um, year, which is uh, amazing to me. It's it's been that long. How about you? Does it seem nine times that you're going to have done this ride? You know, it's bittersweet, right? Because it's a, uh, you know, it means nine nine years since we've heard big Bob's voice and had him around. So, um, that's tough, but, uh, knowing that we can honor him and have his legacy, you know, carried on for the kids and for our community and all the hard work that goes into it. It's well worth it. It really is seeing all the people that come out. It's a big celebration for us, uh, every, every year on ride day. Yeah. So what's the, uh, is there still availability for people who are listening or, uh, how does the day, Break down the day for everybody, how how we do it and where we're bouncing around to and uh, where we're stopping. You know how it goes. I do. <laughs> I, I, in year five. You've done it a few times. Uh, it is. the same. Um, but, yeah, everybody shows up at, uh, what, registration opens at 9 at Thunder Road Harley-Davidson on here on Church. And then we get the bikes lined up and get everybody situated. We have some speeches around 1030. And uh, then kickstands up at 11 and we take off at the poker run. It's a lot of fun. So we stop at three different locations throughout the county, get your card stamped, maybe have a few beverages, something to eat. And we all end up at the Chicharro Club and we have some great prizes and listen to some good music and more food. It's a, a really fun day celebrating Bob and raising money for cardiac care. And yeah, we definitely have. You know, every you know, as riders, um, they all wait for the weather, right? So, absolutely, pretty much everybody registers the morning of. Yeah, so, which is yeah, we'll be up and running. That's quite a scene too. That if you've never seen, like, even if you don't ride, because uh, there's a lot of people that they have like cars and buses or tr- tr- Those things are usually uh, hosted by Eddie Mio, uh, and uh, usually a lot, <laughs> a lot of fun in there, but. Um, it's just a great event, but to see all the people show up and all the bikes lined up, I know Big Bob, um, you know, he's the one, see, Proby's the one that got me into Harleys, and 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 Danny will remember. I love that. Danny will remember uh, him, Bob and I, my first year, I got this red uh, 91 FLH, and I wanted to 
to, to make it sound mean. So Proby and I put the fishtail uh, pipes on it. You remember that? And we were pounding the bafflers out in your garage on Maddie <laughs> Lane. Awesome. And, and Proby and I, right? So great intentions a lot of time, but we're not master mechanics or whatever. <laughs> so we put them on a little crooked, but they stayed there. It was always a thing. And the one thing also too, is people always should know is that that, that famous photo of me with the cup on the back of my, of the Harley wasn't my Harley. That was Proby's Moo Moo Cow because his had a back to it. And then I used to take. Oh yeah! I saw Do you remember that? That downs. was that awesome party at your place. You had the Stanley Cup party. Uh, absolutely. Next thing you know, we're getting all the bikes rallied, and then we're and the keeper of the cup. He was freaking out. We're strapping that thing on the back of the moo. It was awesome. It, it, it was awesome. Great. It was awesome because Proby, and that's one of the things I remember because we weren't going to be denied. I mean, once Proby <laughs> got in there, and he's like, "Oh, you got my bike," you know, pulls it up there, and and you, you don't really say no to Big Bob, anyway. So I'm just. You know, making sure there's a towel on it and then uh, famous picture. Speaking, Danny, speaking of that, and you mentioned earlier um, about nine years since hearing Bob's voice. Now, Tough Guy, the movie, which which uh, people have heard or the, the book, but the movie that's come out, I think for me anyways, that's one of the best things about the movie is to hear his voice again. And to the way that the, the strength and the courage to you know my perspective is different because i lived a lot of it on the inside but the courage to be able to say this is the way it is this is the way it happened because i'm the first one to admit because proby did was able to do that it enabled me to write my book to get to where i am where i'm talking to you on you know uh grind time with darren mccarty right now and i have always said that that you and proby always are hold special place but it's because uh i hold all the secrets to both of you that's why everybody says <laughs> oh i love you for saying that thank you so much and you know we, we were like family for how long i uh, mean abs- we still did everything are. together our kids growing up we are absolutely and I, you know what i love that about you darren how honest you are like you don't hold back and well that's what i learned from big bob appreciate that that's what i learned from proby is that the one thing is that whatever if you want to see the real real and and how to get it out but proby never the one thing with proby is he never wanted to hurt anybody like he was sad that if 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 he hurt your feelings or but but whatever but Pro, proby was the one that like hey i did the crime i'll do the time it's like you know like okay you know i'm man enough i'm a big boy i'll handle and then that's what you, the genuineness and the way that he was able to to pour it out and the way that you were able to you know which is you know it's a harp on it tough because people they don't know that you finished the book and then obviously moved on to the movie now i want to ask you because it's nine years later has it helped you in i guess moving on or just in the memory or you know it's i think it's a tough question to ask you but i think i'm the one of the ones that only once can ask you that question so absolutely you can ask me that um you know what i don't uh, we i don't like saying moving on because i don't want anybody to think i'm moving on and away from bob i'll move forward and yes and doing the tough guy documentaries helped me move forward in a few areas well going on the boat scene and going out onto lake st Clair from where he died yeah. on that dock and like leaving that area i mean the kids and i were invited to do it and it was a last minute decision 
like leading up to like an hour before going on the boat, everything was put in place. The cameras were there. The boat was there. Um, Kai, who we become friends with, um, it was his property that we were on that I was able to go and uh, set all that up with. But honestly, and it was open to the kids too, and the kids did not want to do it. And I appreciate that. I respect that. And um, in their time, they'll be able to do it. But for myself, it was definitely cathartic that was my first time on a boat leaving from that area. Mm. And, um, I've been on a boat on other parts of Lake St. Clair and Lake Erie, but just doing that whole thing all over again and going on the beach and, and kind of reliving it. It, it was, um, it was a good thing for me. I needed that personally and, uh, sharing it with everyone. It was just part of the process, I guess. But I mean, Working on the, the, the Tough Guy documentary, it was just, it was, the timing was right. I was ready to do it. I was ready to hear his voice again. I knew those tapes existed. I just wasn't ready to hear it. So, yeah, I think everything came full circle and I was ready to do it. So um, the timing was right and I'm glad I did it. Uh, and you know what? I commend you. And I think that's very important, you know what, to move forward. And like you said, it's not mo- it's moving forward. It's living life and it's doing, you know, doing the things uh the realization but also share you shared you know also too i get it right because i'm yeah an open book but when you you know because people don't understand is that when you're behind the scenes and then you come out in front of the scenes but it's i'm glad that for you to say that and hear that because it's like when people ask me about the russian five and all they mm-hmm. all they have to tell them is that vladdy loves the movie sings we are the champions at the end so when Danny Probert told me on Grind Time with Darren McCarty that it was cathartic to her and it helped her move on, then boom, then it served its purpose. What, one question, what you, what would you like, like, you know, like if people ask me about Proby, what don't they know? And I, and I always go to his duck call, right? I mean, if you haven't seen Proby's duck call, it was like the sickest thing ever. He could have had, no, I mean like really you gotta, if you, you'll see it in the movie, but the way that he could make noises and how goofy he was like, like drop of the hat, you know what I mean? Like to gentle giant, is there something that maybe people don't know that this something that you wanted uh, for all the, the people that miss Bob is, you know, also that to know little, little caveat. Yeah. Um, I missed the duck call and you know what? Every one of my kids can do it. I cannot do the duck call, but they can all do it. And you know why? Cause they're related. It makes sense. Isn't it funny? It makes sense. I can't do it. It tickles my lips. It's weird, but boy, they do it and they do it perfectly. And it's awesome. And, and doesn't but I that... do miss that? Cause you know what? When you're out with all the kids, that's how Bob used to round them up. He'd do the duck call. We could find him. He'd find us. It was perfect. Hey, quit raising your kids like we were raised. You know, like, hey, quit raising your kids like turn the turn that uh, street light on. And you better be home in five minutes, right? Like, I mean, like that makes sense. It really, it really Absolutely. does. And and isn't that? I think, dude, that makes me laugh. I think that's awesome that they all can do it, and we'll carry that on. Hey, Danny, Absolutely. can you can you give us a story behind uh, your nickname for for Darren, the Mitzi? Do you want to tell us? I, honestly, <laughs> I don't. I remember it was Mitzi and Goomba. Yeah. And, okay, the guys don't tell you where the nicknames come from. We're not privy to that <laughs> stuff. 
So we just go with it. And half the time we end up knowing all the players by their nicknames only and you end up forgetting their actual names. You don't know. But people. I don't know. I, it, it, Mitzi, Mitzi what was Goob- it? Wasn't it when I was pregnant with Brogan? Yeah, it was. And 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 it came, Dino started it um, because he started with Mitzi Goomba and, and, and Proby said he can't because some of us, I don't have the hands, so I got to be Mitzi. And and he was like Goomba, so it was like the pair. But I think Dino started that, but that's right when you were pregnant with Brogan. And and uh, wow. And hey, Brogan's what, 26 now? Brogan's going to be 25. 25. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so like 25 years ago, right now, she was in my belly. I was waddling around. In my belly. <laughs> Yeah. Get in my belly. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next thing you know, you guys were calling my belly. Baby that, Goomba. That's it. So there's baby Goomba, Goomba, Missy. It just kept carrying it on. All, so. It, it all awesome. goes around. God, that's funny. It does. It does, and it will go around, and we'll continue that. So Darren Banks and Zach Cassian are the co-captains of the ride this year? They are. That, that's hey, awesome. Hey, you better be coming over. I always save you a spot, just saying, I'm coming. just in case. I'm coming. Okay, I'm coming. I'm I'm coming Sunday, because um, I'm back, awesome. and that's it. Yeah, it is awesome. So yeah, it's it, it's awesome. So, and I've been a captain in the past. Bushy, Hutch, Parks, um, Kelly, Kelly was the first year. Yeah, Tony, Tony Martin, Bone, Sheldon Kennedy, Shelly. Yeah, that's awesome. And a lot of the guys still they come back and ride, and because and that's the they whole, do that. The whole thing is because when you realize, I think for me on the hockey aspect is how, how much Bob, the person, the, 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 the man in the hockey world, you know what a good guy he was. And, you know, it doesn't matter anything else, but he was so beloved by guys who wanted to be him, right? It's just, and, and, and I don't know if Proby, how many, if, if Proby had 300 fights, 150 of them were out of, out of, cause they wanted to fight the champ. It was it was the toughest thing to ever do. And it's the thing is that people don't realize he was he had some sick hands. He was he could score. I mean, it's the people don't realize that he was a player and he loved to play. You so, know, Mac, I was there last did, year. Absolutely. I went uh, I went on the ride I last love, year. You know, I have to say I I want to add this in there and I don't know if you'd agree with this Mitzi. I mean, you would know better than anyone i love that he was a stand-up guy and all the shit that he got into he didn't bring anybody down with him take anybody down he was like you know like you said it earlier basically he took his lumps like he knew he was getting in shit or whatever he did i uh, like that part about him such so you know what I. I mean like i thought he was a real guy's guy yes abs- absolutely a- absolutely and i think that the you, you, you learn things and and when you say stand-up guy there it, there wasn't no more stand up. Also, too, one of the things I, I and I forget, but it's funny because Proby and Sean Burr were the ones that took me to Vegas for my first trip when we were in San Jose my rookie year. Yeah, I remember that. It was we went to the <laughs> we went to like the Hilton or the Hyde or whatever. I mean, it, well, me, you know, Proby and I have some great. You probably stayed at the trips. Golden Nugget across that, from the. Gunner that's what it was. You're that's what it was. <laughs> that's probably what it was. I'll get into some more of those uh, great Proby. Well, Proby and I were twelfth uh, row for when uh, Tyson bit Holyfield's ear, and I turned to Proby and I go, "He just bit him." 
And he goes, no. And then he spits it out. And he goes, yeah, I did. And only the way Bob could have looked like Bob was like, no way he would bite him. And then he was like, oh, my God. He, but also, oh, he bit him. You believe he bit him, Mitzi? <laughs> so, well, I look forward to uh, I look forward to catching up uh, this weekend, dear. And uh, let everybody know the ninth annual Bob Probert ride leaves from Thunder Road, Harley Davison, which is on Huron Church, which is about five minutes over the bridge. Um, you can't take your motorcycle yep. through the tunnel anyways, so make sure you get over the bridge. It's going to be a good hey, day. Hey, Meltdown's going to have a crew. Meltdown's got a whole crew coming over. There's another crew leaving with about 30, 50 bikes from Bloomfield Hills. Yes. Check it out on Facebook. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, look, what what are the tags? Uh, where can people check it out? Website or... or do you we have, have a com website, and we also have... Uh, we're on Facebook. That's where all the up-to-date stuff is. We're going to be doing all the prizing tomorrow, so we'll do a live feed on that, what we're pulling out for all our auction and raffle prizes and stuff. But and um, That's Probert Ride on, on Facebook? Facebook is the best. Okay, cool. Yep, Bob Probert Ride. All right, darling, I uh, I love you, and uh, uh, awesome. Uh, hope everything's well, and we'll look forward to catching up Sunday. Love you too, Mitzi. I'll All talk right. to you soon. Bye, D. Okay, bye-bye. Danny Prober, ladies and gentlemen. You know, uh, the... You know, the great Danny Probert. Um, I la- can't say enough good things about that lady. Last year when I went, uh, Meltdown and Scott Parker were the captains. Oh, yeah. And I rode on the party bus, um, and so I videotaped everybody pulling out. It was a solid 15 minutes of watching bikes pull out. One oh, of the, absolutely. One of the coolest things I, I've ever seen. I'm, I'm usually at the front. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> ah. Because I know up, people. You bring up <laughs> such a good point, though. Like, honestly, I wonder if he didn't do what he did, does Nyland do what he did? Do you do what you did? You know what I mean? Right, I mean right. did, did, he was so he, brave. And, and, you know, he just said, here it all is. This is me. No, I, I, he, I, you really like, wonder if Like anything else, him. led the way. I mean, I, I'm forthcoming as much as possible. And I think it's important, at least for me, is is because it's not about me. It's about you know the process and about you know trying to be a better person a better you know father better husband you know better friend you know stuff like that but it's a it's a work in progress but you know what proby the thing is is that what i really learned not only from my my wife cheryl but also from is the honesty part and being honest and and not caring and and truly if anybody incorporated what you think about me is none of my business, it was proby, good, bad, or indifferent. Now it's now there's needs balance to be made there. I mean, there's no question, but but you know the I always say that proby sh- showed me where the line was, and I was lucky enough to not fall over it each time, uh, and able to you know till now I don't really consider myself even seeing the edge. So. Um, that's, but I will say, and it's through courage of other people. So sometimes you, you, uh, you take motivation in the strengths that other people can do it. So you can do it too. That's the whole, that's, that's the whole thing. When you, when you see it accomplished, I get it when no one's never done it. Right. But when somebody's done it and when somebody's accomplished it, no matter what, and you see in this world, people accomplish great things, you know, at, at, this and the disability. You look at Marty Sheedy, Project Scissor Game, good buddy. Yeah. Right? Who's born legs backwards, um, all the different but uh all the different problems that he's had, 
and and he's risen above it you know so and making the best of it and helping people out so that's you know to me that's what it is that was so cool just listening to you and danny talk and just to see the relationship that you guys had you know, the, it's like it's like a brother sister. It, it, yeah. it really is. She's like a big sister, and she always has been. And and that's you know, like she's always been somebody that will tell me it like it is, which I don't want it any uh, any other way. You know, so it's 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 one of those things. It's a uh, it's something that you cherish so. that's what makes a relationship strong you could you could just hear it between the two of you and then just listen well, there's a to lot it. of history and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of understanding and there's a lot of there's a lot of me you know i, I know for a fact that danny sees a lot that's always been a baby bob you know what i mean but i try so i'm trying to you know now on a path to you know make him proud too, you know, using all the the tools that he gave me to, you know, it's like survive, you know, so, and, and make it good and good for everybody. So the, you know, to me, it's all about how are you like, and, and doing that movie was for her solace, then God bless. Yeah. And for the kids, then, then really everything else is noise. So good point. That's uh all right, let's uh thank you, Danny. Uh remember Probert Ride Ninth Annual this Sunday. Um hey, uh any of you guys golf? Yeah, I, I think have you been out golfing? A little bit. Where's no. those glasses? Uh you, I don't know what you did with them, but here. Oh right here. Oh, right here. Put them right there. <laughs> Hold on one sec, just because golf. Now, Sean, you're over in the uh Livonia area and yeah, stuff, Northville right? Northville now, yep. Northville. So this is sort of like in your your wheelhouse. But have you ever heard of Cattails? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Cattails Golf Club, 18-hole championship track in South Lyon, former home of the LPAJ F- Futures Tour, Michigan Amateur Qualifier, and more. Two very unique nines, one unique golfing experience. Wetlands featured on the front. Perry lost yes, like yes. six more balls last week there. They're there. Hardwoods and native forests on the back. Range, multiple practice areas, and full bar and menu at the clubhouse. Come on out to the course at the Grind Time Family Plays. Check out our Facebook page for an exclusive offer to Grind Time fans that will get you 18 holes and a cart for 25 bucks during the week. Is that a good deal, Golfer Joe? Such a deal. Such a deal. Even Golfer Joe. (laughs) 10 handicap bomber. (laughs) Smash factor extraordinaire. (laughs) Uh, so check out Cattails. Thank you guys over there. We love you, and uh, uh, we will see you soon. Um, have some balls ready. Perry needs them. Yes. Friday. Love it. Friday. Love what it. do you see? So Wings pick six. We're going to talk NHL draft here with uh, Sean Belegian. And Perry's going to listen in and give us some. Do they draft refs? Or they just hire them? I hope they fire them. I hope they fire them. <laughs> those guys but you know what you, those poor guys that i always feel sorry for those guys because they, they, there's so many things going on today and, and it's honestly they deserve it they deserve it they're you, awful their attitudes are crap do you know what it to me i think a lot of times and when you talk to the 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 positioning of the ones that that ticks you off when a guy's just not in the right spot because i mean you know dude how can you see like be how, in the right at least well, be wait in the a minute right i want to hear i want to hear what darren has to say about this how can you not? Okay, if you're gonna use replay, 
I don't care what is for. If you're going to go goofy and as stuff to watch the guy skate lifted at the blue line or whatever, then should that not make every call questionable so you get because you're it's for the nature of the game right you it's about the game so the glove pass that's when when st louis overcame that series against san jose that's when i first thought okay it's because the if people don't remember san jose won an overtime game on a glove pass that was illegal that even after review they said they couldn't review it i go nhl turned into nfl and all these you know all these leagues with these replays and all this stuff, and they still can't get it right. I can't figure that out. How about the one? It was at uh, Columbus and Boston where it hit. It hit the protective yeah, netting. That it comes hey, back out into the middle of the slot, and they bury it. And I'm going, what? That w- I would have. Lo- I would have. I would have lost my gourd on whoever the mo- If it was Dan O'Halloran, who I'm closest, f- I would have lost my shit on one of those like that. You know, like. Uh, an illegal play, like it's not. I don't. I can handle losing, but that would have chafed my ass. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, it's it's going to be interesting though. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, Mac. I I think it's fascinating because people in mass are finally starting to figure out that the NHL draft is a big thing, and you know, lose for use, lose for use. People were disappointed. It's like you know you're going to get a really good player. Now, right? now we've talked about this. Now elaborate for everybody because you uh, uh, and you're not even a paid to watch all these hockey games but you you do watch all these kids and uh, explain to people and even in this backyard with this us 18 team that hughes plays for that he's gonna go number one but there's so many gems on the team that people don't understand is like I'm talking about before where Stevie says it's the second, third, fourth. That's where the meat oh, of the absolutely. potatoes explain, explain to people out there that think that if you don't go like in basketball in the top five no. picks that you're a bust. Look, you know, your, 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 your life is going to be made easier if you get Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, okay? That's going to equate to a few cups. Your life is going to be made easier if you get Sidney Crosby well, and right. Gino Malkin. You know, if you get something like that. But don't tell me that you can't do it with, you know, with just some serious, solid. I always say this about Steve. It What helped Steve down in Tampa is he took over a team that already had a headman that was ready to, to bloom and Stamkos. But the rest of it after that, getting Kucherov in a second round, you know, being shrewd, making those hard decisions to me is what separated Steve. And, and you're right. This is something, you know, I was fortunate to work with Perry's brother for many years with the Whalers and watch the OHL. And I grew up watching the OHL, watching you in the OHL and everything. Um, you know, did it for a year up in, in Saginaw, did USA the last couple of years, but my life has been so busy. I haven't been able to do it the last couple of years. I do it because it's great hockey. And yeah. there's something, I don't care what anybody says. There's something to be said about those kids, those kids that are playing for something. There's something to be said about that. And I think. And, the- and what you mean by that playing for something is playing for their dream of playing Absolutely. NHL. There's- like all these, all these kids are dying because they're still, th- these guys are playing with their own players that they've created on the games or playing with, you know, that that's what I always got is it that when I went to grand Rapids 
And the kids would call me old gray bush. Yeah, we used to play with you on on the PlayStation, and your guy was good. And I got to give it, other than my first year, <laughs> um, I think after I sent that threatening threatening letter to the EA Sports, I was really good. And I got in the le- I even got in the latest game. I'm a legend, dude. Somebody sent me my oh, yeah. new hockey <laughs> card. So awesome. my oh, it's awesome. But, no, but uh, Mac, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, first of all, when we were growing up, there was just pr- predominantly the Canadian Hockey League, as you well know, and the the Canadian Hockey League, the OHL, the Quebec Major Junior, the Western Hockey League. And in recent years, what happened, I, I still remember I was talking, and I won't say who, but it was an OHL old timer, a legend. You know who it is. And we were talking about they the, talk like this. We were we were talking about we were talking about the NTDP when it was first starting to take off, and and it was kind of funny because people were going NTDP, the, the National Team Development Program, the oh, U.S. Okay. program, that, right. and everything. Thank you. And they're going all what us layman, all us layman non-USA hockey fans. What are these? Here? What are these crazy Americans doing? This is this is like Russia. So they're sending all these kids to to go play in Ann Arbor. Well, you know what? Seventeen years later, this is brilliant, and you're seeing copycats all over the world. You know, whether it be Slovenia, whether it be Switzerland, whether it be a lot of places in Europe, they're 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 following that that NTDP model. And as you mentioned, you guys had a chance. I saw you out there. The the Red Wing alumni played against. I think it was the U17s at the time a couple of years ago. Huh. But they are <laughs> Mac. They are huh. they are churning out guys. And oh. Uh, you're you're talking about legitimately. <laughs> I think there could be five guys taken in the top ten. Top ten. Now, that's okay, crazy. probably so eight crazy. to ten right, taken in the yeah. first round. Let's break that down now, Sean, because six pick Detroit has. Right, you're saying five in the top ten. Even Perry will do the math and say, "Wait, we might be getting one of these guys you're talking about, <laughs> but maybe not." But Copo Kupakako is going to go second, so one of these guys is going to drop. Who do you think will be there for the choice? Who do you think Stevie's going to choose? Who do you think is best fit for this team? I, I'm for, the first road, road I'm going to take, I'm going to take the coward's way out. And what I mean by that See, is... See, but that, I love this about this guy. That's the easiest, yeah, that's the easiest way. He forewarns to say, I'm going to go pussy on this one. No, I'm complete, <laughs> complete coward. Uh, the one thing that we don't know, and we saw this last year, is... Who saw Zadina fall into six? Nobody. Nobody. Saw no. Right. Fall that's into six. that. Right. That's the whole. Nobody. When I said to you earlier about you got to sort of like when you're in the six, it's sort of you got to believe that it'll be presented to you as it should be. Now you don't have the pre- like you have to have a plan, which makes it almost easier. Unless you, you know, it's almost tough because you have that first or second pick. You're locked in because you have to sort of like, it's like you have to ask this girl to the prom. Yeah. Because, you know, yep. you, you've been good, but you really want to ask because as of late, you know, another girl, you never seen her like dress like that. Wow. She's uh, whatever. Like, well, <laughs> it, 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 Mac, to, the, to that point, you know what I think it yeah. does? It sends everybody scrambling because oh. every, everybody thought that it was going to go boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, the Habs went way off the board. What do we. Oh my gosh, Kachuk's there. I didn't think he was right. there. And so, and so who, that's what happens. Who could be there then? Um, like who's who's the guy like that who okay, then answer this. All right. Who would be the Zadina that fell in this draft? You know, um I don't see it. Yeah, I don't I, either. I don't I don't, I don't 
when you're talking about my my initial gut reaction is to say that that kid and I haven't seen him a lot, the left-handed defender out of Vancouver, um, uh, uh, Byram Bowen Byram Bowen Byram. Yeah, he's a left-handed defenseman who plays seven thousand minutes a game. Who doesn't want that? You know, so that would be my initial gut reaction if anybody could do it. But again, with something like that, I think now the second part of your question, I think Cousins is probably the best fit, you know, because all everybody talks about is he's he's playing a 200 foot game now. That's Dylan, uh, Dylan Cousins. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Cousins out of out of uh, Lethbridge. He's probably the best fit. I'm going to tell you who I love as an added bonus. I love all five foot seven. Cole Caulfield. All the kid does is score. It's, uh, and it's a different game, as you well know, Mac, because when you were coming up uh, 27 years ago tomorrow, as a matter of fact, uh, you, you, nobody looked at those 5'7 guys. They're not going to last. They're going to they're get their lunch handed to them. And you look in recent years what's happening. You look at, you look at Gallagher. You look at you look at obviously the bastard in Boston. Goudreau. You look at yeah, you you look at Goudreau, a uh, Debrincat. Goudreau might not even be five seven. I, I love Debrincat. The kid the kid oh, yeah, locally Alex, from yeah. playing Alex in Chicago. Rinkett? Love the kid. Yeah. Love him. Speak and, speak about a kid who kid who's got a nose for the net. Yeah. Uh, Marshand. You know, I mean we could we could go on, on and on and on. Uh, Cole Caulfield, all he does is score. He had seventy two goals this past year. How big is he? Like uh, how is he solid? Is he He's he's put together, but he's not you know, he's, five you seven, one fifty five. He's. he's, 155. he's he, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, but, but does, how long? Does so, score. so, but that he, he's a few years down. Is there anybody? Yep. Is there anybody that you've seen that is fast, like, uh, gonna be quicker developed or maybe have a sooner impact? Turcotte, because Turcot, Turcot, Elfie's kid. Oh yeah, yeah, Alex, kid. Alex, yeah, Alex, yeah. Al- Turcotte. So Al- Alfie, Tur- yeah. why, why tell, is tell everybody about yeah. Alfie Turcotte? He, well, you were Alfie Turcotte, of course. His his grandfather. Well, let's see. Alex's grandfather played for Michigan State, and uh, Alfie was a first round draft choice. And he's run camps around the year. I think everybody knows yeah. Alfie. Um, and Alex, yeah, but not the people that were reaching out in Hawaii and Australia. No, no, so no, we no, need no, a little yeah, explanation yeah, no, really, here. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah a tr- tremendous player. Uh, this is this is his son. Uh, he is a center who plays hard and flies. So yeah, you get that combination, and that's good. Yeah, that, that's a good combination to have. I'm not sure he'll be there at six. I'm not. But if if you are asking me, other than you know the top two, I no, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Z, I like the Zegris kid too. But I'm telling you, I like. I don't know how much. Did you guys watch any of the the championship? Uh, Cole Caulfield. Broke every U.S. record there was for, uh, score, for goal scoring. Yeah, wasn't that Kane that had the record? Yeah, right and when there, yeah. when you're talking again, you, now remember he's playing against the big boys, the best there is out there, and this kid just scored. And I saw that for his two years out in Plymouth. I'm so what kid, is he? Pro- what is he scores. projected right now? Right now, let me see where they have him. They have him in this list. They have him going to nine to the Ducks. They have him. So they, he's he's a kid that's probably going to go. Top ten. Yeah. Somebody's going to take. Yeah, a shot I, I've even him. heard the wings pass. We might. My thing is, I Sean. Uh, so all these guys <laughs> now. Now because of pure goal, who who's he remind you? Like scoring. Like I'm trying to get a, a comparable because you can't give me Johnny Goudreau and give me Brad Marchand in the same sentence because <laughs> that's not a comparable. If you no. say a combination. Well, you know what? I mean, Marchand. Marchand put up a hundred points. I think he's more of a goal scorer than Marchand is. Right. Um I think he's more of a goal scorer than my, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Like, who, like that. Uh, right hand or left? Uh, right hand. And I'm, I'm telling you, the kid is. Right. No, no. Solid. Hey, listen, he, 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 people got to understand this out there. 
When Shawnee B lays down the fact that this kid's a pure goal scorer, you know how many guys he's seen shoot pucks at nets in his life for real? Mm-hmm. Like, guys, take it. This guy goes and watches amateur hockey for fun. I love it. <laughs> for fun. Not because he's got a kid. No. Not because he's got a nephew. No. Stepson. No, because Perry might be reffing and he wants to see some. Little kid ankle chop him. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? It started, you know, Mac, I think I told you my, my grandfather lived in, in Stony Point when I was that a kid. Cool some of my one of some of my best memories was my grandfather, you know, taking me from Stony Point to go watch the Spitfires play. Those are yeah. some of my best memories. Bro, I so. remember my my I I was it was Jungle Jim Revenberg and Paul Maurice and Adam Graves and oh. all those guys back in the late eighties. Peter DeBoer. Oh yeah, yeah. Peter DeBoer. Yeah. All those DeBoer. guys I grew up in when Windsor Arena, yeah, loved that. Loved it. Loved oh, the all old barn, those old, the old barns. Barn. Oh, oh phenomenal. my god! Yeah. But that that's was... what's changed too. You know the the and and you can't. But as the look at here, Little Caesars is cha- the game's changed like society's changed, and practically every sport, right? But yeah. I so I, so it's not out of the question. Like to take that, what I'm saying is that it used to be up until. How long ago, Sean? Five years ago, maybe not even that we're even talking about guys. Five seven, like that. Yep, you didn't think about the. You know, Debrinket is is legitimately. I just want to know if he's durable. Yes. See, Debrinket is a score. See, is he more of a Debrinket where where he's uh, yeah, like I consider him off offensive, but he's also good two way. He is a motor guy who, and I think like a lot of those smaller guys. He has the chip on his shoulder because okay. people have told him his whole life. Oh. Wasn't it? Was that? Is he like Dahoogie was last year? Obviously, a little oh, better, better was better, yeah, better, even better. better. But I mean, the skating yeah, and all that better. Yeah. Oh I mean, no, even and, stronger skater. And, absolutely. And and I love I love Sean, Sean Doogie's five three for goodness sake. I, I mean, it, it is it is amazing to Where watch him. Where did he play? He played for the development. Uh, yeah, he team went last to the Delaware. I think he's, he's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, I want to say Wisconsin. No. It is amazing to the funniest thing is we we had uh, we had something called the five. You played against him. You'll appreciate this, Mac. We we have the Five Nations tournament. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. yeah. We had a bunch of Finnish people there, and they they were chanting his name. All these Finns, Doogie, Doogie, like with the, with the Finnish accents and everything. Oh, they just God. loved him. But I, I'm telling the kid, he is. Look up his numbers. I mean, it's just I think I don't need to say it. Go look at his numbers. And again, you have to remember the thing that people forget about. Okay, is here's a guy that's playing against 19, 20 year olds in the USHL. That's the beauty of, of the the NTDP. These kids get their heads beat in. That first year, okay, they they come together and they they start to hate losing because they get their heads kicked in so much. So by the time this team was a little different, they were really good. But by the time they hit seventeen years old, they're ready to go. So you know that's what the thing that people don't for. And you know, Mac, even your that's draft junior, year, dude. People, yeah, people don't realize that's what these junior are kids. did. It 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 not on it. You that first year you developed as how to survive but also to who you you don't know because you don't coming out of your towns and coming out of wherever you're the big shot or whatever like it's a whole you got to reestablish yourself and realize and pay your dues and you know realize that you know what it's all about and that's usually you know when the security net of mom and dad are off and whatever when you when you got to bring you know your words your bond you got to bring it that's that's where you find out what guys are made of and and it'll push you to be better 
with the chip on your shoulder or, you know, tell me why I can. I'll just do it just to show you I can. And these guys don't have the overagers on their team. They don't have the 19-year-old guys. They're all... They're funding for themselves, and and to watch his team. That's and and that's also because that goes a long way as far as character and as far as as you know when you got to survive with just your age group guys when that and I know because why was I dot because the, the the goal is for me my first year fight a lot play a little score more my second year and junior and then by the time you're third year because everybody's scared of you because they're all 17 and you're 19 and you can kick the snot out of all these kids you know it's a different mentality and it's a different thing so if you can get beyond that you know like i I remember i got my wrist broke i fought a 21 year old in junior b the last game of the year in the playoffs they broke my wrist but i was like oh i can't get any worse than this you know (laughs) so i was in no. So. You know it's funny. I just I just did a I did a Google search just because just to see what the latest that came up. And it's funny coming out of Philadelphia that the headline could a seventy two goal scorer who broke Austin Matthews records fall to the Flyers at eleven. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell no. he goes that from, far. From what I've been I'm I, I don't hearing, think there's, I, I, no. people are really times have changed. They're looking past those smaller guys. They're looking past the height, and you know. Uh, can can you avoid the hit? And then let's face it, the game's not exactly a physical game anymore. McCool with the no, assists, no. you so. know, you know. But Mikey this, McCool, this this kid is seventy two goals in sixty four games this year. Think about that. The old record, the old record for an NTDP was Austin Matthews with fifty five. He had seventy two oh, goals. He blew that away in wow. sixty four games. It's I mean it's. So he's definitely durable, 64 amazing. games at that. Yep. You know. um, the, the thing is, Sean, I'm wondering with all these That's kids. That's Gretzky um, Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was. I got a chance, you know, I was doing the broadcast the one year he was there, and I didn't get a chance to see him as much, but I was watching them on television and watching the tournament, and he dominated overseas. He dominated. You know I mean? It was like, ho-hum, he has another two goals here, and, and I – I, I like the kid. My, you know, I've been very fortunate to see some darn good players. You know, I'm not saying that he's he's going to become Tavares or Stamkos or anything like that, but um, I'll, I'll go to bat for him anytime. He's a goal scorer. Now, and uh, good kid, great kid. That's absolutely. Awesome. I love I love absolutely. the chip on the shoulder. Yep, I love that that fact. So, um, how about a couple names? On the list, let's let's you know. So the the first round with with uh, all those guys. So you said five of them have a chance to go. Five of the yep. U.S. development have a chance to go in the first round, or in the top, top ten. ten. Yeah. How how many others are supposed to get drafted? How many are they supposed to get drafted out of their team? Oh my goodness! Overall, yeah, a bunch. How many on the team? I, I think. You how know many what? on the team? Twenty. That's, that's. I think eighteen this, get drafted. I, I think this might be their best draft ever, and that's saying a lot. Because they've had some really big drafts. Two years ago, they had a real yeah, good it, one. Yeah, this this might be the best draft ever. They could legitimately have, uh, in my opinion, I think eight guys going in the first round. Wow. I think if you talk to some of the guys over there, they'd probably tell you ten. I, I think it's more like I think it's more like eight. Right. But when you're talking about eight guys, again, here's here's your math. Do the math. Eight guys in the league with the amount of teams. Five guys going in the top ten. They're doing something right over there. You Absolutely. Know, they, they really yeah. are. And- you know, my question with them is, you know, um, they, they almost have hockey sense. That's my biggest thing. Because drafting, you know how all the sports, football, basketball, they're like, we're drafting athletes. I'm like, why aren't you drafting a basketball, baseball player? But now for hockey, 
you know, you, you look at the skill, the skating and the, the, the shots and the stick handling. But do they have the hockey sense? And I'm, I'm assuming most of them, or they all do? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I think what happens is, is when you play with exceptional players, I think your IQ goes up. Oh, absolutely. So you notice, are, oh, it's going to happen wait, if it does, yeah. or you fall behind. Let's hear it. Let's go to the host of the show, Grind Time with Darren McCarty. <laughs> Darren McCarty, what do you have to say? Well, let me tell you this, Sean and Perry. Uh, from my experience being around 8,000 Hall of Famers in my career and playing against the Russians every freaking game and then graduating to Datsuk and Zetterberg. That was fun, chasing the puck around them. Oh, let alone Nick Litz, remember him, perennial Norris Trophy winner. <laughs> Jersey's in the rafters. Yeah, he used to have this little move called the handcuffs that he'd put you into the, eh, like it was like <laughs> you go limp, numb, dead. Like he would, and he'd laugh and he'd snicker, just... Yeah, like that got you again. You think it made like osmosis wise the grind line. The the thing we learned the most isn't how to saucer pass or how to dipsy dangle or anything like that. It's how to play with each other to find space and to go and to know that you don't think you react because the other two guys are reacting behind yep. you and you don't realize it till you break it down, but that's exactly what it is. It comes from the top. It comes from direction. And they obviously got great coaching, but obviously everybody <clears throat> and, and they're, they're drawn from the elite of the elite granted, but, and to do that, to get the same guy to buy into the same program, be in the shits from everywhere else and the king and this and you know tell you how great they are to to see them be able to do it with their own age group that's got to be harder than it is when you have to fall in line because because you're playing a man's game then so if you can do it then that i'm telling you in this day and age when you're talking about hockey sense and you're talking about those are the intangibles why a lot of these kids are continue to go high you use the word culture a lot. Yeah, you, you, and, I do. And, and, and you know what, Mac? It is those and, and, and that screams culture. You got it. That screams culture from, you and, and you know what it is too? You nailed it. From as simple as they don't have the overager. They don't have that last year guy. They don't have bad influences. And and say what, say, uh, hey, some of the worst influences on me were guys I loved, <laughs> you know, in junior and stuff like that. But here's the thing, because they're all, on the focus of getting to their dream. And then they're afforded the opportunity to go out there and get their heads kicked in because let's find out if you really want it because they've got themselves and their parents and everything else, but it's culture and that's what it is. And, and culture recognizes culture, good and bad. Yeah. It, it's bad. Doesn't recognize culture, bad, bad culture thinks nothing's wrong. And it's me, 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 right? Good culture or building culture right Re recognizes that they're not the end all be all and you know there's work to do and then they they can improve but it's again comes back to people you know it, it's crazy because in in junior you could get traded you know you you were lucky you stayed in belleville your whole time but you could start in belleville and then get traded to plymouth and then uh be traded up to owen sound or anything or anything these kids come in at 16 the summer before uh the season starts they're all together they, they they take their lumps together that first year, and then they start winning a heck of a lot of games. And, and, and Perry, to your point, they're all playing together, and you're talking about pretty much the best of the best. Now, there are some guys, there were, believe it or not, 
There were a couple guys. You know how big the high school ranks are in Minnesota. There's one guy that just said, I want to go back and play. It's my dream. I want to go play back and play for my high school team. And you're going to get some guys, Darren, you know this, that, you know, um, Dale Hunter is going to say, no, we drafted this kid. We want him here. You know, and they're going to find a way to make it happen. And there are some American kids that are going to go to the Western Hockey League, Quebec, whatever the case may be. But you're talking about the best of the best American players and guys that have probably played each against each other for years. And then they're all put, in essence, under the same roof and they come up together. It's, well, it's really a fascinating dynamic. Here's the whole thing is that it tells me that they realize when, when they realize earlier than later, right, that they need each other to be successful, right? It's all of them because the success of the whole bleeds into the success of them individually. And if they get that at such a young age, because culture is brought to them, because culture is instilled in them by, that's, that's exactly what it is, then they have a chance to succeed. And you see that in filling roles, whether they come out as the goal scorer or not, but be able to play and be successful. You know, that's, it's, it's, and it'll be interesting to see not only, but following the kids that come out of that program, just to see, I, I encourage everybody to, you know, look up some, some players that have been drafted or get drafted this year, but there's guys like there's guys that are going to be breaking into the league. Like name name a few guys that have come out of the program that people would recognize in the league right now. Well, I, I think you start with Austin Matthews. Okay. Dylan Larkin obviously right. is, is a guy that has um, experience. Phil Kessel is, is a guy you know back back in the day, um, and, and you're seeing especially the last few years, you're really seeing them come in in mass. It, it's developed a reputation, not just the high caliber players, but you know, guys that guys that can come in and they're, they're going to give you everything they have because that's their mentality. And you know, Mac, just the year that you're drafted, there are no guarantees. Okay. Because the Red Wings hit on their second round pick, but how many people even remember who they took in the first round? And he was, a Curtis guy, Bowen. you got it. He was a guy that you played against in the OHL. You know, I mean, so there, there's no guarantees. That's what you always tell everybody. But I tell you what, you give yourself a pretty good chance when you're drafting around six. There's a big difference drafting at 19 or 20 than there is at six. That doesn't well, mean you can't hit the home run. Right, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's because usually what is going to fall, and, and that's what Detroit had fallen into picking late for so many years. Now, I mean, you got Cronwall out of it, and, you know, some guys the will, will be that talent, but it's more important. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see because I. Do you think that whoever selected first will dictate direction, or do you think that there's a get? Do you think like obviously, what do, what do you? If I'm thinking first pick, I'm obviously looking to see. They always say best, most talented or best talented, but but I'm looking to see D man, who's the best possible D man. You mentioned the kid, uh, buyer. Byron Bowie, is that the kid? Bowen, Bowen, Bowen Byron. Bowen Byron, yeah, that guy. There's no I'm other dyslexic when I speak. No, there's, no, there's really if you look at these names. There's there's looking. really no other there's really no other defend defender right. in the, in the so, top ten. Yeah. So so then that that takes that out because I'm more interested in the second and third and what you're gonna build and the guys who are gonna percolate. Like like I tell everybody, just wait till my boy Giovanni Smith uh Probably he one more watch. year. He was fun to watch, dude. Probably one more year, but you're gonna see a couple coffees with him because, and that's that. That's the kid that's starting to get it, understand, and you know, work work hard. But but that's like the asset, the value that I, that sort of player. Like that's it's it's hard to be 
like my type of guy is gone almost. You know, they're weaning them out. You know. Oh yeah. So yeah. so how are you going to be valuable? You got to skate, and you got to be smart, and you can't you can't change that. That's the best thing. Is why we had as much talent as we had. Look at the hockey IQ oh. in our dressing room. Oh, that's right. The I was dumbest guy in our dressing room. Other than the goalies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. But Ozzy's as smart as they come, but, you yeah. know, smart ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> so who, who? No, but other than, no, but whoever's like the, yeah, I'm, who's the dumbest, who knows? But it, like it, their hockey IQ yeah, you're is right. not yeah. that low. Yeah, you couldn't even, yeah. I mean, you want to start I'm trying to think. picking yeah. on, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, I'm not right. going to say anything. Right. Um, no, you want to pick on Wardo? You can't. Wardo went to Michigan. He's still smart. And, and he was smart <laughs> enough not to get killed by Severn in that March yes. 26th. So, I mean, kid, the uh-huh. kid was smart. He knew. Don't get him wrong. Uh, you so, know, Mac, what was what was your feeling? Like, l- let's say it's the two days before the draft, back when you were getting drafted. What was your thoughts as a kid? <laughs> w- what were they telling you at that time? You know, what to expect? Well, see, back then it was different because the first three rounds had to pick 18-year-olds, right? So I didn't go as an 18-year-old, which which the year before was outside chance. But but um, as a 19-year-old, it was it was – I was getting told Detroit late in the first or Ottawa first pick in the second. They went with Chad Penny, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when they went with Bowen, honestly, like what did I, I think there was like Edmonton, Ottawa, Detroit. And and like when I did my interview with Detroit and uh, Kenny told me that, that when I sat there with Brian Murray, him and Barry Melrose and, said, what would you do to make Detroit Red Wings? And I looked at him and said, anything. He said, what do you mean, anything? I said, I would do anything to be a Detroit Red Wing. And he would go anywhere and do, what do, what do I need to do? He said, that's that awesome. was, the, that was the, the kicker that's for awesome. that. So, But the whole thing is you got to understand, you want to go from my heart dropping when I didn't get picked in the first, at the end of the first by Detroit because they thought I would slide to the second. And then I thought I was going to go to Ottawa and I was, like it was like the worst <laughs> moment. Like it would have been a happy. It would have been the way it was supposed to be. But I would have been pissed. And then when that Detroit pick came around, I remember because it was forty six, and I remember because I I was thinking I go it it's come on it's gotta be and they, and and they, and they went uh, Detroit Red Wings select forty six overall right winger, and then I was like from the OHL <laughs> and I was like it's me yeah uh, and then I was like I was like oh my god I just turned to my dad and 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 like I didn't even hear it get out my name I was like oh my god like it was like that I remember I didn't take my jersey off and I was 19 and we were in Montreal in Canada that's a drinking age so I wore my jersey all night and we got shitty that was at the forum also yeah yeah. Were you yeah. sitting in the stands or were you like in a in a like area? No, I was in the stands. That's awesome. Yeah. So you came walking down from yeah. the fabled stands at wow, that's yeah. that's how they used to yeah, at the forum. To. That's awesome. That yeah. is so cool. And uh that's yeah, where and it, and it was just I don't know. It was sort of like a blur other than it was like can you believe it and uh you know my obviously everybody family was all happy because it was close to home and did really don't didn't this sink in but you know it was like 
Still, a special. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it, no, it was like that was, and I and I was saying this is that you know I, I won OHL Player of the Year, and and getting individual, it never, the the draft was the biggest individual because I still think the goal and the fight, all that stuff is team, right? That's just me, my contributing part. But to get drafted and it the everything that went into it from my family, from what they did the driving my dad did you know the all the different sacrifices you know to be made so that's what it you really think about on awesome. now and then it is and it, 27 years ago yeah isn't that crazy it's so funny hearing you say barry melrose too because it's I like people <laughs> yeah. forget well he was an adirondack and shortly thereafter he got yeah. hired he got and hired he, with yeah, LA. that was yeah. right after the draft yeah he and he, they, they went to the finals that yeah. first year is that i mean yeah. it's funny to hear you Wait say that. so it was what like, year were you drafted 92 Holy shit. Thought June 20th, I, I 1992. You, I you were older than that. <laughs> no. June 20th, 1992. Yeah. That's, a, okay. gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. That is. That's just, yeah. Yeah. That's special. Speak, uh, is there anybody out there that uh, some they're missing out, they're missing on, or somebody that you've seen that you don't know why I, they're getting as it, much hype or not um, as much hype? There's a kid that I really like. He's a Russian player in Flint, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember the pronunciation. See, and there, here's, you said that. I'll, I'll look get, it up in I'll a get, second. I'll get that. Uh, uh, Nielsen? Perosa Dozy Dozy. So you, know, you think that it's, because no, of. Uh, not, not Vladislav Kola. Kola Yatcha. I'm going to see if he's Nick? on the. I, I thought it was with a P. I remember now, watching you think him and because just going, of oh, that the, kid's good. Do you think uh, because of the trouble Flint's had that that hurts the kid? That's a great question. That, no, in, honestly, in today's day and age. Because back in our day, it would have killed somebody. Because yeah. pe- scouts wouldn't have gone there, and if they would have seen you once, you're, you're going to slide back then. But nowadays, technology, do you, do you go look for that? Like, where do you find... Like, there's gold out there somewhere, right? And they used to find... Hawken Anderson's the king of finding gold for the wings oh, in the late round. He changed, he changed the way that... that changed everybody. Scouted. Yeah, yeah no, no. So now that game's changed. I mean, you're not going to miss a guy being seen because if, if somebody's going to sick handle it on the video, somebody's going to go see him. Is it possible that somebody gets missed because they're in a bad organization? You, uh, Mac, and I'm sure you know this, and I don't mean disrespect to Flint, but the, there have been so many kids there that wanted out because of everything that happened. And, you know, they kind of came out after the fact and said, look, my agent thinks I should, I should go someplace else. It'd be in the best interest for me. I hope that's passed for the sanctity of, look, I love the O, and, and, and the more the merrier around here. We're lucky. We have Sarnia. We have Windsor. We have Flint. We have Saginaw, and I hope it lasts long-term there. I really do. I mean, it, it sucked to leave because, I, you know, I was involved with the Whalers for so many years, but I hope it succeeds there. But, Mac, that's a good point. You know, you've seen more people go to the Brit- British Columbia League lately. You know, I know the Reds, the Red Wings have, have made a move out there, and you've seen teams do that. And it's not that long ago that people shied away from that. Oh, you know? yeah. Who is even, even trying the, to... Even the USHL, people, yeah. not that long ago, it, people kind of shied but away it's, from it. But it's the same thing, Sean, as, as 27 years ago that the OHL or the Canadian Hockey League was here, college was under it. Right now, college and junior hockey is at par. If not, college is pumping out some great talent because of the maturity and because... 
you know, the international play and because guys are playing for their countries and, and guys are developed more. And, you know, like you said, you got the Larkins and the Austin Matthews, you know, the, the greatest players coming out of these programs. You're not going to miss on that stuff. It's just, you know, who comes out a lot, Jimmy, Jimmy's a NTDP guy as well. And, yeah. You know, Jimmy has some friends and so he, he's out there a lot. So, you know, you know what? It's, it's, it's interesting because all those leagues, not now it's because I believe the development's better younger. So now when the kids get there, cause the British Columbia league and all that, like it was like tier two, it was yeah. like junior B, it was like junior C. That's yeah. where, that's where all the guys went who stayed at home and had to work and played on that. Cause they could still fight and, get free beer. I think a lot of people, I remember talking to Mike Vellucci a few years ago and I I did this piece for, for high school hockey. And he said to me, if you can play, we're going to find you now that, that scouting has become so advanced. If, if you can play, we are, we are going to find you. And that's Mac. That's what's happening. I know you've got some familiarity, you know, you're seeing guys from the high school ranks now getting, you know, not necessarily getting drafted, but getting, you know, the, the, the big shots in the USHL, getting the big shots in college hockey and eventually working their way up there. That was unheard of Absolutely. 20 years ago. Absolutely. I mean, just no way. And it's happening now because, you know, they're being scouted. And it's the old adage, if you can play, they'll find you. But uh, the key is the gem. I mean, especially in today's cap era, if, if you can find that guy in the second, third, or fourth round that isn't isn't a big contract. Yeah. You know, no. it, you can get to the bridge without paying him first round money oh my goodness gracious the franchise because that's the, the whole thing and and you mentioned that but now there's so many guys okay back in the day it used to be the gm the coach the assistant coach the other assistant coach yeah the trainer yeah now you got the bean counter the capologist the statistician the time guy the clock guy the video guy the this guy, that guy, you got 27 guys. So, I mean, like, there's new, everybody's creating new positions or the analytics in baseball, whatever, like, all this stuff. Hockey's still one of those because you can't, until you get out there, really know what a guy's about. Yep. Until you see him in the middle of of the heat, what is he all about? Is he fight or flight or is he, and it's not about, fight. when I say fight or flight, I don't mean physically fighting. I mean, are you, are you toughest guy? I said that, that yeah, toughest guy I played with wasn't Proby or Joey. It was Stevie, right? Because of what he would endure to play. Now, toughness is different, right? Because what he would put on the line, um, you know that that's the whole different thing. I, I like in. I feel this way, Mac, and I don't think you and I have ever talked about this. So I'm intrigued to hear your perception uh, on uh, as being a former player. I think analytics have a place. I think it. I don't have any problem with analytics. Okay, I think the over reliance on analytics is moronic, because to your point, you can't judge what's there in in the chest, and you can't judge the guy who's going to go into the corner with a dozen eggs, and which guy's going to come out with the eggs being scrambled, and which guy's going to come out with twelve fresh eggs. Those are things that that analytics can't tell, and, and so I think the people that rely heavily on it, it always makes me shake my head. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, that's a great segue too, Shawnee, because uh, on the line right now, um, Ryan Ellis, driver of the Gretzky 99 car last weekend at Iowa Speedway. Bro, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How about you guys? Good to, good to hear and good to see that you survived. Um, 
unfortunate yeah. about the uh how do you get a can you explain to me the start uh this i get the pit stop violation i get the speeding violation but a green flag violation that you had to get two laps down can you explain that yeah that, that sucked believe me um so in racing uh for a lot of the guys i know they probably don't know um you can take your wheel off and you set it so like you take your wheel off to get in and out of the car your steering wheel yeah and um if it's off center, it like really sucks. It can be off, you know, 35, 40 degrees. Now, now is you that can't really tell? Is, was it? Is that why they put the red tape? If you see in the car, like there's tape that it shows you the top where the top's supposed to be of the center of the center, the center of the steering wheel or whatever. Is that- yeah. So if that's not lined up, like, and it's, uh, you know, say like you put the wheel on and it's 30 degrees to the left. Once you actually get rolling, you can't tell until you actually start rolling. Um, if the wheel's straight or not. Um, so like everybody kind of goes to the back straightaway as soon as they leave the pits and they set their wheel and then they get back going. Um, they had like one pace lap at Iowa and I've never really seen that. And, uh, so I like pull over, I'm setting my wheel, I get back and I try to get back into my spot in line and, uh, everybody's doing their pit road speed limit, which means they're like right on each other's bumper and they're trying to make sure they got a right read. Um, and I couldn't get back into my spot in line. So usually if that happens, you just kind of start a couple rows back and, you know, whatever, you'll make it up in a corner or two. Um, but NASCAR black flag does for starting. I think I started like 33rd instead of 26th. Right. So I started too far back, which is a penalty in itself. Um, like, you know, you'd think that would be enough, but, uh, yeah, they black flagged me and I had to come down pit road, um, and do a uh, pass through, which, lost about two laps for us so, so that, that was really that was right at the beginning of the race literally the green flag and our that's spotter right. didn't so, so so i was laughing because i was drive by and i saw the black flag i'm like man that sucks for that whoever that is it's like two laps in and three laps later a spotter comes over the radio and he was like uh yeah they're gonna stop scoring us if we don't pit and i was like perfect yeah that's, that's a good way to start the day uh the, i was wondering I, how you drop back two laps right at the beginning but but here's the thing dude and and so how, because we're talking to Ryan Ellis, uh, because the, the you, race car driver, yeah, obviously drove in the Xfinity <laughs> race last Saturday, Iowa, but now you only drive the two races because the, it's explained like you explained last week when you were here, because you got a real job and you work for another company and on your off weeks that you get vacation, you go race, right? And Iowa last week was one of those races. So yep, the so- fact that you've been waiting that <laughs> One of your vacations, it's like you booked your vacation to the Dominican, bro, and you had to cancel it or something like that. I mean, yeah. right? So, but in the I fact, I better pissed off though. So it actually ended up oh, working out. Like so it did. So, yeah, but we didn't get it back. By no means did we get it back because by when you go two laps down off the bat, you're you're playing a strategy that's um, a little off the wall. So we were trying to we'd stayed out for a lot of stops to get a lap back, and then. We get stuck on old tires by doing that. We would have ended up like 16th or 17th had we not had the problem. But, you know, just like in hockey, you're kind of proud of your, your battle back. So I was proud that we were still able, after a two-lap penalty, to bring home a 23rd-place finish, especially being, you know, running part-time uh, two races a year. It's, it says a lot about our team. And I, I had a lot of fun getting back behind the wheel. I didn't really have any jitters other than qualifying, just getting back out there because well- – Practice got rained out, so we didn't get any practice either. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Practice got rained out. Anybody knows. So Ryan was in before the before the Michigan race, right? And he's sitting over there in your seat, Sean. And he's explaining. 
he he's explaining t- uh, to me that he's he's got to work and can't you know st- stay away from this, so he can only do this on his off time. I lost myself. I was I was going to explain how hard it was for him not racing and then you know being here at MIS and going out there and not qual- or not being able to run. No, but uh, I wanted them you to explain to them about your predicament about not racing at Iowa, getting the simulator into your house, not getting the right thing. So you didn't go. So tell everybody, like, the remarkable thing, you finished 23rd. You didn't touch the track till the qualifying round. Jeez. They give you one lap on the thing. Like, you got to help. Uh, I can't help you explain <laughs> everything that was working against you, and you still ended up, bringing something positive out of it Good yeah t- at the end of the day i'm just proud of the, the speed we had because my, my simulator literally got delivered today <laughs> ah, <laughs> hey, let me know how that iowa goes i'll run more laps probably on the sim than i did in the real race um but yeah it was tough like i i don't i think it, you know i don't get nervous often but uh, sitting there qualifying i'm like man i haven't driven this in like i don't know 10 12 months and i haven't driven an oval um, in about four years. So, um, hey, hey guys, don't worry. Hey, nobody at home worry about it. It's not like you could die or anything. I mean, it's not going yeah. 100. <laughs> you're not going like 100 and what, 90? Yeah, no, I, but I just played it off. I was like, all right, I know once I get out there, it's, it's like going to bed and skating. You know, you're going to get out there, you're going to feel comfortable. And just like anything else, you get out there and it's just racing. It's not um, anything unnatural. So, about halfway through the race, I realized we got in a really good groove and, um, we're outrunning the equipment. Uh, we were, like I said, a 16th, 17th place pace, which is about where we were all race is really good for that stuff. That's just behind all of the cup affiliated equipment. So for a team of five or six guys with three cars, that's, that's a really good, really good day considering even with a problem. So that's awesome. So I, I was happy. I still pissed off for about 150 laps and beat myself up over it still to this day. But, you know, I'm just, I'm proud that I can go to our race in two months and know that, we're going to jump right into it and be competitive. Now, the next one's uh, Road America, right? Yep, uh, like August 23rd or something. So that's a road course, and that'll be a completely different animal because if it rains, I think we have a chance to win. Wow, you heard it here first. Yeah. Will you be driving the 99 again? Yep, same car, same Oh, Gretz Power. I'm going to try to get you. <laughs> I'm going to try to get you. That's what I told him. I said, hey, good, you got to be the Gretzky be with you. Because you can't go wrong. And he understands that. I say, Sean, do you know I made Ryan cry when he was nine years old? Oh, this is true. Yeah. Oh, I got to hear this. He's a Cops fan. (laughs) (laughs) And we got swept when I was a child. Hey, he sat in that chair and said, you made me cry. (laughs) As a nine-year-old. And I said, I had help. (laughs) Well, you felt better last spring, Ryan. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Hey, hey, Ryan, we have uh, Sean Belizean. He's a local uh, sportscaster here in Detroit area. He also used to uh, call the Plymouth Whalers games, and he knows your boy, Tommy Wilson, really well. Oh, I oh, love awesome. Willie. Oh, I love – you, you, you know Willie real well? We're in the same team. Yeah, he is. He is. And by the way, you had a hell of a shot while you were playing defense for the Windsor Spitfires, by the way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually he, met him. Oh, did you they really? Got, they got a picture together. Dude, yeah. he had a howitzer. That kid could. I mean, oh, he, yeah. honestly, he, could, he still can. Yeah, he he's, still can. He's in but, Nashville. 
Now, w- Willie, Willie, the thing that people don't understand about Willie is what a good guy he is. You know, it's that's what everybody says. Yeah, yeah. he's just a good dude. He's he's just down to earth. It's almost like he's an old school tough guy. Yeah, like he's old school power. You know, like he remind he, you know, not he's sort of like a poor man's Cam Neely almost at t- not as much of the score, but like the physical, the like you don't want to mess really fuck around with them yeah no i hear you there is that like you on the ice ryan what was that was that like you on the ice nobody wants to mess with no, you no i i had no hands and i just basically sat back on the tried to chip the puck off the glass and not get scored on I made a career out of it kid <laughs> made a career back in the day Anyone dude hey, you notice an agitator i was like oh, if i can just get out there draw a couple penalties <laughs> and not get scored on i'm doing pretty good my greatest three things there was no cell phones, cameras back in my day. Uh, you could shoot it out of the play, and then you could ice it and get off. <laughs> you know, those, that's how old I am. Holy jeez, there's been like 86 million changes. So, so you're coming back uh, with uh, with your team um, that you work for to MIS in August. Is that right? Yep, I'll be back. And uh, like I got off bringing your gear at one a.m. From Iowa and went straight to the track basically and worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, we're flying to California tomorrow morning. So, right back into the grind of it. But yeah, I'll be back there in August and I know we're going to play some puck. Absolutely. You better bring your gear. Oh, I will. Exactly. I'm going to set up a game with all the local nasties. It'll be all, <laughs> it'll be all good. See, hey, and spread the spread it around to, to your guys and whatever like that. See how many guys, if, if yeah. you have any other guys that want to play. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of them. Surprisingly, the, the crossover between hockey and racing is actually pretty strong. You I get it. it more I, than I get sport. it now that I've been there, and I appreciate and thank you for taking care of uh, all of us and, and just the accommodations and, and for Isis and Perry and the, everybody that was down there. The, you know, that, that's the, the phenomenal. The, it, it amazes me, and anybody else know, it's so family-oriented, for such a dangerous sport, it's the outer dichotomy, and it's cool. But uh, I think I get, it, it humbles you. <laughs> it, no, it ab- absolutely does. The thing that humbled me the most, dude, is realizing that oh my god, they're going fifty-five down pit lane. Like you could die. Yeah. You don't realize yeah. that these these crazies are jumping out in front of them. Those guys are nuts. The pit crew. They're crazier than the drivers. I don't care. They actually they are. Yeah, I would have never thought that, but the drivers are safe. Yeah, we got a roll cage around us. They just got a, a plastic helmet. God, and some of them get angry, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they're ex-hockey players and football players, so yeah, they do. That makes me angry. And I say thanks again as we're looking on the screen here of the grind time with Darren McCarty uh, awesome. on the back. Uh, that that definitely uh, was a highlight, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, anytime. It was really good having you guys out there. Hey, um, how uh, did you watch the uh, Game 7? The, yeah, it was a good game. I thought if Boston put one in early, I thought it was going to go Boston. So I know it's such a stereotypical thing to say, but I thought the first goal was going to win that one, and Blues can hold a lead like like no team I've seen recently, and it was unreal. It was a pretty good game. Well, that's hundred bucks on it, so I'm happy. Good, good, dude. That's the whole <laughs> thing. Is it, it plays out when you see how goaltending can win? You know that performance reminded me of Hasek in six and seven of oh two against colorado just like it was just one of those that like and sean here like it was still like if boston still could have got that first one 
it didn't matter. But the minute that tip went in, it was like, you like all the air went out. Yeah. Well, it just in the build. That's and and trust me, I was here in '09 when we lost at home in '7, and it was like something like that where there was flurry that was the difference but you know that's what hockey ryan i don't think it's cliche i i think that's an educated fans take i mean it, to me the first goal was bad enough the second goal they reached in and took their soul that yeah. was over yeah oh I mean, they, and especially fans. eight seconds left that in the was, period that's the no no that's a proverbial no no in exhibition hockey and let they, alone game seven of the the no first or last minute goals the Healy went Marshall out of the entire line building was awful Oh, it's terrible. Oh. It was, you know, he you could tell he was off. It, it was funny. I, I actually was talking about that on the radio. I said, All right, there was something off with that guy. Not only the change, but did you notice he wasn't shooting the puck at all? And then of course you know how it is. Mac, your teams, it always happened with your teams. You find out after the fact, ah, he was only playing with a fractured hand. You know, I mean but really that's yeah. so you know, you could see after the fact he 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 wasn't I, shooting. It I, was it was really obvious. I me. said that earlier. I said hockey's the only sport that they downplay the injury you know like like that it's you don't find out till after that you know guys are put together with masking tape oh he's been taking six shots a game you know just to get out there oh he's got bone on bone yeah no worries like and the worst part right you know when it hurts when you lose when you win when you win you know like i guarantee stevie's knee surgery felt a lot better and it didn't feel good at all, but that we'd want a cup. Sure. You know, make yeah. it all worth it and it's all that. So that's a tough thing. And 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 to me, that's Boston. We were talked about at the beginning of the playoffs. That's Boston sort of, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, Ryan, now with, with drivers, do you guys know like each other's injuries and things that the other guys are, are battling i mean uh, it sounds funny but like in racing you don't get a lot of little injuries you probably get like a you might get like a broken rib or you know broken wrist but other than that it's like you're either fine or you're dead it's not a lot of concussions there's no in between i like it yeah yeah it's that's what like in a way i kind of wish it was more like hockey where there was there were consequences i don't mean this in like a bad way but I wish there were consequences when you messed up, you, you got hurt. Cause then there are consequences to your action other than your team having to rebuild the car. Yeah. As a driver, you just go home and you're like, well, that sucks. I had a bad week, but like in hockey, you have a bad, you know, you get hit hard. You, you keep your, you keep your head down. And next thing you know, you're buried in the corner. You might be out for six to eight weeks, but in racing it's, it kind of sucks because you can make a mistake and you're perfectly fine, but your team's working hard for you. So it's not, you don't really know too much of what's going on. You might get a sickness here or there, but, other than that, it's it's really like you're fine, concussion, broken wrist, rib, or something, or you're you're dead. Uh-huh. Not a lot in between. Yeah. I wonder if anybody ever gets diarrhea in the car. <laughs> Tony no, Stewart I, did. He who, won, uh, it was pretty famous. Tony he oh. got diarrhea, he won the race, and like then he just like didn't do victory lane. He just changed suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd shit my pants for a cup win. Yeah, right. That's what he said. He, he wasn't proud of it. No, nah, I mean, hey, it happens. I, I, I always wonder. I mean, like, guys probably just piss in their suit or something like that, or do they have, like, a stadium buddy or... Well, you're, you're, you're the de- dehydration you, you, you go through, seat, right? But you're usually, yeah, you're usually so dehydrated you don't have, have time to pee. Wow. All right, that's cool. But yeah, it's eight, good, eight good to know. Water weight. Yeah, it's, it's a good sauna in there. 
Yeah, no doubt. How hot was it in Iowa? Not too bad. It was actually really comfortable. I know some guys kind of struggled with it, but uh, I think in the car, it's between 125 and 140 most weeks. So uh, I'm wearing a three or four piece suit and not getting any air in there. So it gets pretty warm, but you get used to it and you, your breathing's real high and heart rate's pretty high, but um, it's not too bad once you get used to it. Well, all right, bro. We will uh, continue to check in with you. Good luck this weekend. Did you say California? Yep, going out to Sonoma. So we'll have some fun out there. Not a road track? Yep, uh, that's a road course as well. So yeah. it's going to be a really exciting race. Uh, see, uh, you can bump me up to third grade in my uh, yeah, racing education <laughs> right there. Look at I hang out with you a little bit more. Uh, I'll be on the way. All right, bro. Well, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with the uh, Guido and all the rest of the. Uh, the what did you say? Ah, oh, that's my team. Ah, yeah, we we make cars and then we get drunk and fist fight each other or something. <laughs> yes, we wanted a fight button in there. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Fight button in the car. We're gonna work on that. We're yeah, gonna we'll work on that between you and me. All right, sounds good, bud. Thanks, Ryan. Hi right, guys, thank you very much, and thanks for letting me run the decal last week. That was pretty cool. Oh, thank oh, you, yes. right? Yes. You know what? I'll think about it if you want to do it again, but no. Again, <laughs> <laughs> thank, we'll thank you, brother. Hey. Of course, guys. Exactly. Best of luck, Ryan. You're going to get me right, closer to being an owner. <laughs> oh, man. That was Ryan Ellis, last week's driver of the 99, um, uh, the grind time of Darren McCarty car. Jordan, right, I got to bring up a story. You, you, just, you just, like totally in homer, i just like yeah homer might get really mad at me oh I, yes i love homer's story i have to i have to tell the story because you you said something mac you, you guys always hid what was going on and i i think you know this my homer lived pretty close to where we live and my daughter was friends with his daughter so we were at the ice cream social at, at the little elementary school and this is during the 2008 nba which finals. by the way which by the way as a father of daughters and the ice cream social is one of the best oh, days best. of best. the yeah, like. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm telling you, and at the time, and I, Homer, what? He, let me get, let me guess, because he loved ice cream, so he probably had about eight scoops. Well, he he, he had he a went bunch back of about three times. He couldn't move, like he couldn't, he couldn't, like watching him. He was walking like Fred Sanford. Like I'm not, uh, like honestly, I almost want to get up and show you. He was like doing this. It was it was painful to watch. And I, at the time, I was doing the, um, you might remember this, Perry. I was doing the television show with Dan Miller and Steph. And, oh, and yeah. Steph was yeah. on with us yep. during the final. Greg Stephan. And so I saw Homer, and Homer kind of looked at me. Yeah, sorry. Homer kind of looked at me like, I can't, I forget that you're going to be here and all that stuff. And I was like, I go, all right, dude, like, not media. Are you okay? Like, I, I go, <laughs> right, we're right. not, we're not, I'm not going to go run on right. the radio or television. Like, are you okay? Fine, fine. You weren't fine. You should have seen him walking. And that's the thing, Matt. What year was this? Oh eight. I think it was the oh eight one. Oh. And oh. he I mean, his legs looked like they went through a freaking war. Yeah. I mean, well, they it, they were just disgustingly bad. He couldn't like I'm not sure he couldn't walk. No. He he's trying to go over to get his eighth ice cream and everything. And, <laughs> you know, and, and his wife is so nice. She was like, I, I'll get it for you. I'll get yeah. it for you, Thomas, and all that. And he was like, he looked like almost like a man that was wrapped in metal. And it was too heavy for him. And he was just No, it looked like, like he had his equipment on outside of he, the he ring. Was, and, but, you know, that's what reminded me of that. He, he was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, dude, like, as a human being, I'm not going to go run on TV and go, 
hey, uh, I saw Homer and Homer's. It wasn't anything like that. I would, that's not well, my job as far right, as I'm right. concerned. I played second round because first round Mule was hurt against Nashville in 08. So I got in the lineup. Second round Homer was hurt against Colorado. So I was in the lineup. To, uh, I, I played 17 out of 25 games. So I remember Homer he was he on one leg. But, dude... He's such a warrior, dude. He's like that guy is the biggest the abuse that he'd taken the the welts during the playoffs and just to stand in there and you know, we give him the most shit, but like like it was God, he's he's the most I, I would say like beloved like like uh, everybody like it's Homer, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that smile. Homer like Homer and he's funnier than shit. And, oh, and Max, so I asked him. Oh, and and the thing is, is that he he gets the the most out of Nick. When you can get Nick in that pick on Homer, because Nick is hilarious, and it's just like. But it goes back to what I was talking to before. It's that relationship and the, that you know, culture inter interact culture. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were. I mean, that was one of the stories. You know, when when Nick was finally done. You know, I they. I know exactly where their path to the rink was. Nick lived on this side of town. Homer lived on that. You talk, they did that for 20 straight years, man. Yeah. I mean, that that's habitual. You know, what you're talking about from hey, the, the, the first same week of stop, September. Same coffee, it, same. The Starbucks, trust Nick me. Might, Nick might have changed the car and let Homer drive. Uh, drive. We used to always tell Nick, Nick used to mess with him and get in the back. And yeah. he's like, you know, like I like your chauffeur. <laughs> ah, that's great. Hey, so let's uh, should should we do the final recap of our picks oh, from uh, two months to? ago? Oh my gosh! Because the yeah, final, oh yeah, yeah we, didn't, we didn't do the finals. I won. No, you didn't by default. Okay, yeah, we you won because it's your show. I know. Thank you, yeah, Perry. I'm not argue sorry, that. sorry, Ken. Sorry, thing you said. Sorry, sorry, win. sorry, Ken. Kelly, you're you're not going to take the tie with Mac. Kenny won on the finals. He had St. Louis would put him in a five and nine record with you, just with you to tie. How many games? How many games? No, we didn't do any games. You uh, didn't do how many games and they'd win? Well, you had Boston and five. Sean had Boston and six. So you either way, you guys lost. Ken, and then but I changed and mine I to St. Louis right before right before the final buzzer. We'll have to go back to the video on that. We we'll have to go get video replay to, to confirm that. Hey, who's got a hey? Yeah, you and I were three and a Hey, let's have this serious conversation. <laughs> Who's calling Kruger? Who's calling Kyle to to uh, have a to have a hug? Because because we have to follow yeah. up on that. You know what? I'm gonna wait a day or two because I think uh, Tori's expecting his first kid, so they'll be in. I think they're I mean, in pretty good. I mean, I wasn't talking this week, Perry. I meant no, like a month, like in oh, yeah. July into August, because you know, could be the. Could be something that it, it just because of the whole experience, and and I hope it ends up for Tori the way that it ended up for me. I yeah. lost lost that first one and it hurt. Well, he, no, he was he was. Well, I know he was. I'm trying though. to think right. Well, but I mean, like this one where we were talking about the integral part. I mean, he really. I, if anybody came to the forefront or made a name for himself about, and you're talking about small guys with big, see there, there's a guy that I take on my team. Absolutely. Any day, yep. every day. Yep. You know, didn't he miss the win in 11 by a year too? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. didn't he miss the win? Yeah. He missed the win by a yeah. year. Missed the win, I mean, yeah. oh, gosh, would that suck? You know, I mean, sure. think about that. And they've had so many good teams and, 
you know, uh, falling just short. But, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens with him in the future. I was just going to say, let's see where he goes. It's uh, going to be very interesting. I think he's unrestricted after next year. It's going to be very, very interesting. I could have a spot. Yeah, I, oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple of, yeah. Could he fit? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, he could. Like you know? a glove. <laughs> I, I, I still, you know, BPA. Like we were talking about going back to the draft. I still think that the Red Wings are in a position right now where they're gonna. Oh, you're talking about? I was talking Burnaby Blazers. Oh, jeez, oh, ah, ah, I was worried about my my, my Donnybrook team. No, but they, you no. know, they're they're in a position right now where they're they're still they're they're thinking about, uh, you know, let's just accumulate as much talent as we can, and then you start to. You know, maybe you look outward and you think, "All right, now we can we can focus on this position." Now, we would you would you position. think between you and I, mm-hmm. um, that next year's crop of free agents is a instead of this year's? There's not that men like there's no blue like right. So you stockpile the youth, get get the stable going. Go out in a year, see what you have working up because you still you got a lot of young kids in Grand Rapids. They and you know what? It's changed so dramatically. I mean, you guys know. I mean, servers used to go down on July one. I mean, the TSN server used to go down on July. Holy jeez, dude! I was the day. It used to be the wait. It used to be the waiver wire at the end of training camp, and it used to be July first. That ticker and. Yep. Hey, I was on it the one yeah. year. Well, and, and <laughs> now, I mean, if you're the Players Association, I, I think in, in a certain regard, what, what we see a lot of times is sometimes the, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, I mean it exactly what I'm saying, that the rank and file players can cash in. You know, if somebody really needs a guy, they can say, you know what, we need a guy like Darren McCarty. You know, that, that that's what we need. If, and, you know, you're seeing some of those guys get the contracts because more often than not, the studs aren't getting there. They aren't there. You know, Steve locked up Stamkos. Tavares, I think everybody and their brother knew that he was going to go to Toronto. You know, it, it's, you know, he was pretty honest about it, but he was going to go to Toronto. I mean, you know the story. There were two teams that called him, and he didn't even return their calls. Right. You know, didn't even return their calls. I mean, you know, he's a kid that grew up a- as a Leaf fan. You know, they, they have that commercial of him, you know, with his dad watching the playoff game and everything. So the studs aren't getting there. So in turn, what's happening now is some of the rank and file guys. The Martin LaPointe's? Are, are getting those guys. Well, that contract was insane. I mean, that was. Well, that, I mean, it's one of those. I insane. tell you that when he's calling and he's going, what do I do? And we're, we're all like, you freaking go. And then maybe you come back. Yeah, I mean, that, that, dude, what are you crazy at that time? There was, I, I remember the story too. I remember the four? story too. He, he, as I remember, he really wanted to go back to Montreal, but his agent called the Habs and said, well, he because of the taxes there, we're asking for more. And they were like, no. And you have to take that contract. If you're Marty LaPointe, you have to take that contract. And you know, that was before that was before obviously the 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 cap. But even since the cap came into play, some of the rank and file contracts well, that I come think, up are But it's here's amazing. the thing. Well, here's what blows me away is you see some Different organizations are operating under totally different. You look at like what San Jose just did, and you throw in eighty eight years, eighty eight million at Carlson, who hasn't. He's going to be hurt. Well, I mean, he's a great player, and yeah. you know, but you better just you better just nurture him for the playoffs. He's not. He's not a thoroughbred. He's not the best defenseman in the in the in the league as he was two years ago. No, it's over because it's over. dude, yeah, and I, I've had three. I've had three sport hernia surgeries. You can't. 
it's just you know the wear and tear and playing those minutes and you know that's the whole thing which which amazes you at like nick and and just the durability and you know the the you forget that you know like you forget you had nick lit that means you only had to field four guys for 20 years i think that's the you know what matt he's the most like oh yeah him Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Start naming Red Wings. I think And that, I guarantee four out of five will name one of the grind line before they name Lidstrom. That that yeah, was right. Mac, that was what you just hit on. I, in my opinion, and I never talked to Nick about this, but I think he could not figure out how his body had always bounced back. And that year when he hurt when he hurt his ankle in Anaheim and he wasn't bouncing back. And you could tell it psychologically did something to him because we, I think everybody took it for granted. He, the, he's inhuman. Everybody, you know, what was it? Perfect the, human. The perfect human. He was inhuman. There was something wrong with that guy. He was, he was so beyond it. And so he was mortal. And you could see the frustration on his face. I remember that vividly. He could not figure out why the ankle wasn't getting better. He couldn't do it. He's 42 years old at right. the time, man. Yeah, I forgot. You know, come on. Yeah, so, because mentally he's still as sharp oh, as he, a tack. He was something else. Gosh, he was something else. Yeah, really it was. was. All right, so you're gonna go. You're gonna say. I think you, cousins. I think they're gonna take cousins. You think you're gonna take cousins? Yeah, I think they're gonna take cousins. You got any? I wouldn't be surprised if it's Colfield. All right, He's then I'll go Turcotte. Okay, I, I like that one. I, I, actually, I, I, I prefer they take Turcotte, but I, I think can't they're change gonna, my pair. No, I said I, I gave I you think, first choice. Too. I said I think I gave you second choice. Take. Technically, I was just taking the last guy. I mean, you said who do I think they're gonna take? I think they're gonna take Caulfield, but I, I like. Turcotte better person. So do you want to take Turcotte then? Do you want to I have want my them choice? to. I, you want Turcotte? Because then I'm taking Caulfield. The, uh, all right. What do you want? I want I want Turcotte. See? But you they're gonna say, take hey, Alan, but you say I'm not Caulfield. nice to Perry. Perry, I'm giving you Turcotte. <laughs> I will take Caulfield. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's, that's nice. Very nice yeah. Shawnee B. Nice to see you, buddy. Always a pleasure. We will uh um Drapes uh actually said that he's going to come in after for post rap show. I'll let you know. I'd love to uh, love yeah. pick his brain hockey wise moving forward. You know, we'll talk about it all. A lot of old stories and stuff. And um, draft part, draft party at LCA six o'clock Friday night. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow night, uh, roughly eight o'clock to go through with the winners. What's the young lady's name? Brittany Briggs, on? I believe. Yep. Yep. Brittany Biggs, Briggs. And then, uh, Next Wednesday. Big oh, day. next Wednesday. Yeah, during the day, we will, next Wednesday's, next Wednesday's podcast will be fresh off the live performance at the Pro-Am. Brilliant. Of the Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club in right in the middle of Detroit. Are you going to be there? I'll be there next Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be well, there. That's what we're going to do. We're gonna... Are you hosting the show there? Yeah. All right, yeah. good. I'm doing the afternoon show. We might be neighbors. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, see who I can harass or whatever. See who wants to talk. We're going to see how many of these golfers are hockey fans. So everybody else will be there. Uh, Nick said go ahead. Everything's good with that. Oh. All right, so, guys. Uh, before... I let you go. I have to want you to bear with me. So, as you can see, and you might have been wondering what all the stuff on the uh, on the counter is, 
Herbal Active, all right? Uh, this is a time where I'm letting everybody know that I've come to an agreement of one of the things where we're talking to CBD. Now, the, uh, now the reason not only because of uh, what they're about, but the Herbal Active is a all-natural zero-THC CBD company, which means to anybody out there wants to know when you have regular CBD, it's got less than 0.3% of THC in it, which, which will not get you high. It's not enough. What it does, it the best correlation, it's like you're on the, the door list to the bouncer, you get into the club, it starts working with your system immediately. Now, with things like this, where it is pure hemp and there's no THC, well, you got to wait in line. Sometimes the line's longer, sometimes it's shorter. But this stuff is, is you can get throughout the country, throughout everywhere, uh, herbalactive.com. Uh, the code DMAC25 will get you 25% off of anything that they have on there. Like I brought some of the things out. There are things like mints and, and bombs and uh, lip glosses, the tinctures, the pills. Check them out online. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a lot about it, uh, as we get going and, and do a few more reads, but herbalactive.com enter DMAC 25, do the education. If you're going to look into it, do yourself a favor and look up your endocannabinoid system. And this is where to start. When you're looking for something, I am giving you the Darren McCarty grind time with Darren McCarty. Okay. Herbal active is something that I use that I believe in. One of the ones right now because I'm tired of trying to help people where it's, it's, you know, you have to do it within the law and the law has allowed the hemp and this to be used. So you're totally legal to look into it, totally legal to order it and can be sent to you and you could be using some of the stuff that I have. You have any questions, you can email me dmac at darrenmccarty.com. Uh, you want to tell Perry how beautiful his smile is? He's at Perry at darrenmccarty.com and if you have any sponsorship any ideas or things you want to get involved uh, with grind time with darren mccarty uh please send everything to nick at darrenmccarty.com um gentlemen i appreciate it bam bam mccool great job with the coffee mccool you are a stud shawnee b to my guest danny prober don't forget ninth annual proby ride uh this sunday uh, registration starts at 9 a.m. at Thunder Road, Harley-Davidson in Windsor. Um, that'll be it. I look forward to seeing everybody on Friday down at the draft party. Excited to see who we got. Yeah, you got Turcotte. That's all right. Uh, remember here, guys, that always, no matter what, no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. That's grind time. We're out.